Hey, kid. What's your name? I can't remember. Where are you from? I can't remember. Can't you remember anything? I remember the Alamo. <laughs> Yeah, crack it open. It's pretty good. Yeah, and so this takes comes off too. Oh, nice. So you have full access to the inside of the Quickie Mart. That's right. Really so I forgot. So Apu is vegetarian. He's Hindi. So he's vegetarian. So he's got like a little rooftop garden with yeah. like a carrots and shit, like rutabagas and mm-hmm. yeah, like a little donut. Like the oh, man, this fucking Quickie Mart is the best. It's really it is. Cute. It is. I like when they first announced it. I was kind of like, yeah, it's kind of small, especially it's like two hundred fucking dollars. Mm-hmm. But then yeah, no, it's just full with like the fact that you have to build everything that's in the coolers. Yeah. And there's so much like, a little fussy detail. See, I was gonna say this is perfect for you because you love little Lego food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's tempting to go in there and add like extra stuff in here, but it's so perfect as it is. I was gonna say it's really nicely designed. Yeah, because like Paris restaurant, you know, I, I was thinking about it with because I do have that Parisian restaurant. And I want to turn it into World War II Casablanca stuff, uh-huh. or I could turn it into Ratatouille. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's got the restaurant, it's got like the artist apartment on That's top, true. so that could, I have some that could be Liguini's apartment. I have some spare rats, How'd so I get, can donate to the. Wait, cops. Where'd you get rats from? All your Wild West Brickling, shit, yeah. motherfucker. I have a whole little. The you fully, just order like a sack of rats. Fully is so confused because she looks at my little Benton, my Lego animal sobriety town. She's like, why are there animals in Benton? Because all my, the people in Benton. Well, it's it's the Goofy problem. Where Goofy's a dog, Pluto's a dog. Like, what are you going to do? Fully struggles with this concept. I'm like, what are they going to do? Not ride horses? No. Well, there's the... Are there rat people in, in Benton? Because uh, all the chima no. figures. What what animal there species? There's skunks, wolves, bears, vultures, a fox. Those are lions. Hold on. Uh, rhinos, saber-toothed tigers, um, eagles. So those are all the anthropomorphic animals like Chima has made that you've turned into Benton people. Tigers. Really. I think that's it. is a vast, rich world. Isn't it, though? Yeah. I don't have any um, Do they not have, mammoths. Like, pig people? No. Or, like, anything, no. like, really grotesque? Uh, I mean, they have a bunch of... I don't have any of the spiders or scorpions. Oh, they have that, too? Yeah. Can't they be the bad guys? I don't want to look at their fucking little faces. <laughs> I got a set one. Do the spider people one. have, like, 12, like, red eyes or something? I don't want to talk about it. I'm hugely phobic of this subject. I got a set that had one of those things in it. You and just I threw it across the room? Literally, I littered. I threw it out the window of a moving car. <laughs> Foley was really mad at me. She you got like, issues. You just litter. And I was That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, Christ it's almighty. It's almost like I'm phobic, and it's almost like phobia is a rational fear. She had Foley open it. No, I, no. It's like, it's, it's... I needed to reclaim it by uh, performing a violent act. <laughs> that was what I needed to do. I know myself, my friend. Thank God I am not phobic of little plastic Lego donuts uh, or anything like that. Uh, I had a good time building the Lego Quickie Mart. Took me a month. That's really cute, Bill. Yeah, technically I had to go overtime because it's complicated enough. I had to do two because, like, you know, when you open up a big complicated Lego set, it comes uh-huh. with numbered bags. Yeah. And usually my style, I'll take, I'll do all number ones the first weekend, uh-huh. and number number two bags the next weekend. Uh-huh. This is eight bags, so I had uh-huh. to do two set, do two, you know, essentially steps per weekend. Yeah. So yeah. it was like a lot every Saturday for the last month. There's been yeah. a lot of Lego building. It's been yeah. good though. Yeah, fucking yeah. The whole the back 
opens up, the roof comes off. It's and cute as hell. Man, and, like, the roof has, like, a little skylight, so if you want to light it up from the outside, you, That's like, have, good. like, little mood lighting and shit. Like, That's it's fucking good. great. Man, the terrible thing is, it looks a little weird because the coolers don't have lights in them. And, like, last night I'm thinking, oh, man, I'd love to get, like, a lighting system to actually, like, light up the coolers. Yeah. Because then it would actually look like real Quickie Mart. We can do a really primitive version of that. We can talk about it after the podcast. But yeah. I can... And especially because there's enough room behind the coolers, you could actually kind of run, like, Christmas like lights LED... through this or something well, like that. Like, you can get, like, LED copper strands. That's... You've shown me that. Yeah. I have one for Benton. I'll just bring it to you. So, wait, what do you have lit up in uh, Benton? Um, I don't have anything lit up currently because it's before, uh, they don't have electricity. Well, that's what I'm going to say. Um, so I just did it once, like, it was, like, Oh, don't you have, like, a saloon? I have a saloon. Well, a saloon has, like, candelabras well, and sure. shit like that. Yeah. So I, I need, I, I will, I'm probably pretty soon about to cross over to the next line of Lego, which is investing in the LED Lego That's, system, that's when you systems. officially turn the toy into a model at that yeah, point, when you're actually, exactly. like, lighting it up and things. Yeah. Are you going to start weathering the Lego? You should make it look like... No, that's not... That's total. That's modifying Lego. That's like. But you're, you're putting lights in it. Mm, that's different than yeah. actually manipulating the brick. Okay. I would never drill or You'd paint never manipulate the brick. No, the brick is the. That's the purity of Didn't what they you got going teach on. you about that in Catholic school. Don't Probably. manipulate your brick. That's an excellent joke. Oh, 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 Is the brick my vagina? Is that what we're your brick about is? Little man of canoe. Ah, there we go. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Because uh, it does have like little studs. What if you had six clearances? That would be. Horrible, but awesome. Yeah. Yeah. This conversation is really, really good for <laughs> Like a little bristling. Hey, Bill. That's some, like Cthulhu shit. Hi, buddy. How you doing? I'm um, doing great. Um, I am doing good. Any week where I can finish a giant, stupid fucking Lego project is a good week. That's pretty good. I still haven't built my... It, it's a, a, a testament to how much my depression is kicking my ass lately. I have... I still have not built the Lego sets that I bought, like, at the Lego store, like, a week and a half ago. What, so do you, what did you buy again? I got a, a creator set that is like a changing season sort of thing. Oh and, yeah, uh, and that's super easy to build. It's not like difficult or anything I, uh, like that. I also yeah. got a ridiculous Chima set uh, that had a new bear that I wanted to add to Benton. It's like a big robot bear, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, that's uh, fine. You don't have to feel obligated to you know do do to do stuff in your own speed. You don't. Yeah. You should never feel obligated to have fun if you're not feeling. Like you want to have fun. This is true. That's a good lesson to learn. Even true. though, like, even though technically, like, having fun should help you out of your depression. Mm-hmm. I, maybe this is the most enabling thing fun. possible to say. Like, indulge in your depression. Just sit and stare at the wall. At least, at least, don't feel bad about being depressed. That's the worst thing. Isn't going down downward spiral. This is true. Yeah. This Says the fat guy d- indulges himself in all kinds of terrible things, <laughs> like Lego and Coca Cola and all this other yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy, uh, boy, boy. Anyway, I'm glad that you're enjoying your Lego set. High energy um, podcast. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This week I uh, I've been doing much. We um we did uh I downloaded the Jaws of Hacken extension or DLC for Dragon Age Inquisition. It's been available on Xbox One. Jaws of Hacken. Jaws of Hacken. Not like is Hacken a dude? Not just you're just chopping shit. Hacken is a god, a god of the Avar. But it turns out that the Avar gods are in fact spirits in the Fade. Is it uh, terrible? No, it's great. Okay. Uh, the they uh, there's a um uh, I call a culture in the world of Dragon Age called the Avar, mm-hmm. and we don't really get to see them very much. Um, 
But there's a minor, frankly, missable mission in Dragon Age Inquisition where you can, you not only have to interface with them, uh, and with like, the Avar? Yeah. yeah, but you you meet one in particular who you actually have a conversation with and you can recruit, who's actually one of my favorite characters in Dragon Age. What's nice is that the world of Dragon Age is really, um, uh, uh, mostly dominated by this Andrastean faith. Mm-hmm. Like there'll be different facets of it, different approaches. Well, it, isn't but... the character you're playing as supposed to be like 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 a savior of the Andrastean? Well, faith, it's, right? it's it's depending on how you play. It could be someone who is who is considered the herald of Andraste. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and you can believe that or not, depending on how you play. But uh, yeah, because my have... Kunari is all like, I don't believe in the yeah. Your, your well, because the Kunari, though they are, you know, it, you can be racially Kunari and not faith. Yeah, exactly. Kunari. Yeah. Um, the Canari have a very interesting faith that's totally different from uh, Andrasteism, I guess you'd say, and Andrasteanity, <laughs> and uh, that's always really interesting to me, but the Avar have a totally, totally, absolutely different faith. Okay. Which is Who are cool. Avar in Dragon Age? Like, are there specific races kind of tied to that, They're or is humans. that just kind of catch-all? Okay, yeah. They're humans. They're basically like Celts. I don't know if the mages, if that was kind of the mages' whole thing in They're kind of Celts. Okay. I mean, they have mages and shit. Um, it's, I mean, it's faith. It so doesn't... it's DLC just about this 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 god thing or whatever? You unlock an area that is populated by the Avar, and okay. um, so you get to interface with them a little more, and I'm really enjoying it. It's really just another big area to explore. Um, okay. You don't really get to know it doesn't seem like you get to know much about your fellow characters very much. You get to know some more about Scout Harding, who's one of my favorite secondary characters in the game. Which one's Scout Harding? Tertiary characters in the game. She's the Dwarven Scout. Oh, okay, okay. Introduced okay. you to your areas. I still stuff. need to go back and play. Um, but anyway, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's really, it's a really lovely little DLC. And, uh, I mean, it's there's a lot to it. And there are some things in it that feel like kind of a clever... Um, Clever is maybe too loaded. Just like kind of a pleasant allusion to Skyrim. Because yeah. this character, it's like, it's ruled by a thane. And like, there's like, just kind of feels kind of delightfully a little bit Skyrim-y in a kind of elusive way, which I enjoy. Yeah. And uh, the culture is kind of nice. Wait, how, that, really how specifically does it feel kind of Skyrim? You walk into the, the thane's... Um, uh, area and they're sitting on this throne and the posture, the body language, everything just feels very. Though I'm pretty sure they're just picking up the Inquisitor's body language. When yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but it just feels very delightfully dragony or Skyrim. That's cool. Why don't you have a good time with that? At least it's, it's really, it's really pretty. Is it lengthy DLC? Uh, yeah, I, am, I mean, I've been playing it for about three hours now. No. It's just such a big area that it's nice. It's a good place. Is this to go the shit they had like that came up for like the Xbox One for a month? Yes, that's, yeah, yeah, that's what I said at the start of this conversation. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it was. It was... I just said, I'm literally, I just cracked open when I cooked this. The first... <laughs> we're we're recording super early on Sunday, so yeah, this is the but first yeah. little bit of anything I've ingested today. So I'm coming I know, up. I'm, to just, speed. I'm just flicking your shit. I know, um, I know. I have to say, the, uh, yeah, it was it was exclusive to Xbox One at first, and uh, it's only just now out. It's paid for DLC. Other... It's not like it's just like. A free expansion. Come a long way from the first Mass Effect DLC was what two dollars? I think. It what was. was it? Three dollars? Was it like anything? Was it story uh, stuff? Or oh was yeah, it, just... it was a big old chunk of story. And now I'm trying to remember. I think it may be your Did introduction they not to add races. You, yeah, they they into what are they? Because I remember when the they, yeah, Bavari- the Bavarians. Yeah, the, the Bavarians. <laughs> well, I want to say Batarians, but the I'm secret of their delicious cream. But they're like the they're the Batarians or whatever, yeah, right? Whatever. Yeah, like yeah. They, eyes, that yeah. was that was they were introduced in that DLC. Yeah. So well, it think, was a big chunk of DLC. Well, I think like that's when companies were still like reeling from the kickback because like when they of were charging two dollars for horse armor, yeah. they kind of like went back the other way, like, well, let's hear, let's a couple hours of DLC for two bucks, and then yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying Jaws of Hackon quite a bit. Like I said, I like I like that we're seeing a different a different culture and a different look at this this world so I'm liking it. Bill, how are you enjoying Richard Witcher? Richard Witcher. 
is actually pretty good. You should know that Bill is talking to me now, wearing his Witcher <laughs> necklace. If you hear jingle jangling on the podcast, that's not Rudolph and his buddies on the roof with Bill's the Santa Claus. Bill's got a wolf necklace that jingle got, jangle jangles. So this is the wolf necklace that came with my special edition $100 box set of The Witcher 2 that I played all four hours of? I've officially played way more of Witcher 3 now. Yeah. Uh, I have, because The Witcher 3 counts any time of the PlayStation 4 in rest mode as playtime, I have absolutely no idea how much time I've actually spent. But like, I've played a lot. Funny thing is, I've only essentially been doing one quest mm-hmm. in The Witcher 3. There's this whole Bloody Baron quest, which I don't want to talk about too much because it's like a really fucked up quest line. Uh-huh. And it's fucking huge. I have spent more time in this one quest in this game than I've spent with like a full $60 game in other games. Like, I've already spent more time with this than, than like fucking Destiny or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's re- it's actually pretty good. All like I was kind of mentioning this in the podcast last week. All the components of The Witcher 3 are really rough because mm-hmm. it's such a big expansive game it's essentially mm-hmm. the new skyrim in that way mm-hmm. but it's actually it's pretty good terrible inventory stuff mm-hmm. i am in an close it's very quickly coming to an impasse because like skyrim you can go around and just like loot everything you see and so that's what i've been doing because you sometimes that's, get great stuff well, yeah you're trained and also video games train you to do that but you do have carrying weight so you're eventually going to get overburdened after a while but unlike Skyrim or Fallout, where they encourage you to collect every, you know, loot as much stuff as you can, there's no place, there seems to be no place. I've looked it up online to see if I'm wrong about this. But there seems to be no place to store all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you either you have it, you, you, you even carry it around your body, or you gotta sell it. You can't, like, there's no, like, chest you can go to and dump yeah. all this stuff in. And I've got, like, shitloads of books you can read, and, like, you pick yeah. up books, and oh, um, the books flesh sucks. out the universe, but some books will also, if you read the books and carry them with it, will help you out with clues for quests. So you oh, don't necessarily want to sell and get rid of them. Yeah, yeah. And some books, when you read them, they'll actually flash out some background for some quests. Like, you'll actually, like, actually add, like, stuff to your quest. Like, it's not Uh just like, oh, now I know how to do this quest better. But, like, mechanically, it'll actually, like, do affect, like, a quest in your game. Or, like, fill out, like, the, the, you know, the the in-game, like, you know, like, Wikipedia about, like, all the characters and bestiaries and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it's pretty good. This... Man, this bloody Baron quest is just—it's—I—it's—I don't—it's—it's—you know, I'm, 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 you might want to check it. It's not that bad. Yeah, I want to play Witcher three. I just don't. Uh, it's definitely to... worth sixty bucks in terms of sheer content. I'm starting to get to the point in my life though. I'm like, everything is so fucking expensive. <laughs> well, you're like, especially worried about uh, money right now because you're getting I'm married. Getting married, I. We just hired a cleaning service for our house because my wife and I both work 50 to 60 hour weeks. Yeah. So, and I, I am not a clean person and she is. So I'm like, for your mental health, we're getting someone to come and clean our house. Mm-hmm. On top of that, I'm not a yard person. So just this last weekend, we got, uh, we met with a really awesome lady who's going to help us with our yard. Yeah, that's funny because last week I was talking about how Joshin was willing to offer to help you out with your yard for See, free. I don't know, Bill. I don't need like someone to come and help me weed. I need someone to come and remove the logs that are in my backyard and take down my fence and remove the seven rose bushes that are left from when I gave nine rose bushes to my friend and take out my bush in my front yard. I don't, I don't think you had that much stuff. In. I thought you just had like a little strip of green mm-hmm. and that was it. Well, you don't. it doesn't take much to have a lot of work. Where'd you get logs from? It's been, they've been on the property for the last, probably for like 70 years. Yeah. The, um, how, the land that I live on was old farmland. Okay. And when you bike around or walk around the neighborhood, you can see where actually the, you can see some of the old original farmhouses yeah. and it's easy to tell how things were parceled and then parceled and then parceled. Yeah. So who knows how fucking long it's been there. Well, it's parceled so, off to the serfs. Just like, man. Do you, do you have a fireplace? Money. I have, no. They're big, they're big, like 
10 by saying, even 10 by 2 logs. That's perfect. You can go buy an axe and you get uh-huh. buff. Fuck the gym. Uh-huh. You got you got 10 Bill, by 10 logs. Bill, let me tell you a little story of why I'm hiring someone to help me with my yard. Uh, a week, a couple weeks ago, I had a friend coming over t- to stay at their house. I'm like, oh, I got I got my yard is really embarrassing. I'm going to go take care of it. So I get out the trimmer and I um, trimmed my, I was trimming the median out in front of my house. Strip a land out in front of my house. And uh, I hit a thing of weeds that it turned out was a spider condo and spiders just came swarming that is a good turning point to say yeah i'll just hire someone else to deal with this yeah shit it was just life is already too short and sure enough they got on me yeah and then i felt them crawling on me for the next week and i'm just like fuck it i don't give a shit about any of this shit Mm -hmm. so we're gonna have someone come in was it that hard to find someone to come in and and do this stuff no 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 and actually i really like the lady i found she's this Really rad lady who's starting her own business. See, that's just kind of wonder. I don't know if she'd be cool or if it, like it'd be some kind of prissy. Like, hey, I'm going to come in and fix your house. No, 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 no. Well, see, the two things I didn't want was <laughs> some someone who's gonna come and look <clears throat> her nose at me. Yeah. Or some dude who's gonna come in and fucking out like be like, hey, little lady, need a little help with the yard. Those are the two things. Where I'm like, if I get a sniff of either of those things, mm-hmm. I'm fucking turned. Okay. This lady, she showed up and she's like, there are some things that if you plant them without telling me, I will quit. I was like, I like, like you. She didn't tell me. So, <laughs> and I'm like, I just looked at her. I'm like, ma'am, me planting anything. I was gonna say, do I look like the kind of person who's going to go on a planting kick? I am an indoor kid. I want to. All I want is for my yard to be pleasant enough that I can have a chair out there and I can come out and read. Man. So, do you know the indoor kids podcast is famous? Yeah. I get so angry. Do you remember so when furious. they started like a week before us? A and week before we, us. Uh, we're also going to be call, call ourselves the indoor kids, and then they're like, oh, this exists. Because they keep on having... No, they're, they're huge, dude. They're, they get like mil- literally millions of listeners. Yeah, they're we huge. We have 12. Yep. Uh, but not that I love I our 12 love listeners. each and every one of our 12 listeners. But every time I hear, like, it's becoming a bigger and bigger podcast. Yeah. And it's funny, like, it's totally like if you're friends with somebody in high school and, like, they suddenly <laughs> become the next Steve Jobs and you're still working at McDonald's and you're like... Yeah. I don't necessarily regret working with McDonald's, but you're like, you can totally, like, because especially if you start off at the same time, you can totally yeah. see their upward track while you're still sitting there going, yeah, I'm going to go home and masturbate and eat a pizza. The yeah. Goal, <laughs> it's like, like, no one should ever put anything on the internet hoping that we'll, they will get anything from it. Other exactly, than having yeah. put something on the I internet. I love our listeners, but it's, so, well, I didn't I don't realize know, one of the co-hosts is one of the dudes from Silicon yeah, Valley, I yeah, guess. He's, he's, and then, like, every week now, it's like, oh, this super famous person is on the indoor kids. This super person. Yeah, I don't want any of that shit. Well, I don't want, want that either. That? But it's just funny, like I said, it's, but like I said, it's just funny how, like, the, like their ambitions and everything carry them upwards and onwards, where, yeah, it's just... I can't believe this podcast where I basically come on once a week and you go, yeah, and yeah! I radiate my depression <laughs> is not as I have to put up my depression shield uh-huh. so I don't get sad. It's just like that. Yeah, people have to, like, go out of their way to listen to that for two uh-huh. hours a week. Thank you, our listeners. I <laughs> I, Let's see, much we have. know and love our audience exactly. far better than those quote-unquote fucking indoor kids. <laughs> They're so popular. Are can they even be considered real indoor kids anymore? I see them outside all the time. <laughs> the dude from Silicon Valley. No, he's on I TV. I don't want to be internet famous, dude. I don't want to be internet at all. I, I just want to be. I just want to have like the group of people that I like that I interact with and not have to do with fucking randoms. All I, every single podcast listener that I've ever interacted with online or off has been amazing. They've been fucking great. They've all but been the best. I'm happy it's with still, their small. It's awesome. fun to be popular and rich though when you're a podcaster. <laughs> I have to admit, sometimes I do think, I'm like, maybe we should start a Patreon that just pays for our hosting fees and for the time it takes for you to edit the podcast. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds like... Because uh, then we'd have to, like, offer something. Well, 
No, it's just you. Well, just... Patreon's just like give us money. We literally have like six listeners, so our Patreon like our Patreon <laughs> was give us thing. a dollar. That would almost pay for <laughs> half of our hosting like fees a month. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, which is that I, I feel bad because last week we were all talking about how like oh our Amazon wish list. Now we're like oh if someone paid us our six <laughs> no, listeners. No, 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 no. Um, and I'm I'm very fortunate that I am in a position where I can afford to have someone come to my house and have someone. Come that's what I'm saying. I'm very blessed. Yeah, that's not I'm very bad. blessed. I, I just I just fucking I. Need to I need to start taking care of my spending because yeah. I'm just I just hope, yeah as long as you don't feel bad about having people come to your house as long because I know some people get worked up about class issues and money stuff like I would a little bit maybe but then at the same time once like your house so how often are they gonna come in and clean your house oh my house cleaner comes once a month that's not bad no yeah it's not bad. it's good enough for the Brady bunch it's good enough for you that's right that way exactly dude they had a live in Maine motherfucker didn't he? the brady bunch are you kidding well, me i wish she was have outside fucking the meat man all the, the time <laughs> have you ever actually seen the brady bunch what does alice ever not wander around with like a fucking basket of laundry okay fuck having so okay whatever about having someone clean up yard who's yeah. cleaning your house this awesome lady named renee okay is she she's as red. cool as the yard lady yeah oh yeah she's red because that's more important because you got your shit laying around your house the backyard's like whatever like well, it's the fucking thing about having your house cleaned is that before the house cleaner comes you clean your house that's what i'm saying you're kind of so doing like, night yeah well no because they're not there to pick up your garbage they're there to like do deep cleaning and stuff me socks pick they're up me socks. dust and like fucking clean your fucking shower would they go and, like, into your, your bedroom yeah i mean oh, really? you can establish whatever boundaries you want yeah but I was do you like, have to yeah. write up a list like don't look under the bed exactly there <laughs> is this moment this closet's cool that like, closet there oh is my god like before she comes over there's always like a cock check it's like can you please go around and make sure there are no dildos out okay but no it's like you know you just you know you put your shit out of the way so they can actually do their job their job is not to fucking pick up your socks i would love to be in a position to have so many dildos in the house that i have to like make sure they're all in the same place it's like gremlins <laughs> It's not. It's just that you don't want to stray one unexpected. You know what? If you accidentally leave one out, you pull it, play it off like you're Erica Moen, and you just have like dicks all over the house. Like it's like this part of the, you know, it's. I don't live the <laughs> Erica Moen. I have a a, a a case full of dicks in my living room lifestyle. Though bless her, what I have is a fucking sideboard that I had to get rid of all my alcohol. Instead, has my Lego like robot. Iceman and my well, you made... wolf truck. So you made that my... replacement in your life literal, like the same oh, place where you kept literal. the booze you put all your Lego. It is into. very literal. That's where not... my where I usually kept my giant bottle of bourbon, uh, a couple of them I instead have like a detective agency. So, okay. Yeah. It's good shit. Um. Anyway, the other thing uh, I've really been enjoying Jaws of Hacken. Um. Uh. Bill, have you uh, tell me about Splatoon? Uh, I've only played a very little bit of Splatoon. Splatoon's a new. Uh, it's supposed to be like a third-person shooting game mm-hmm. on the Wii, uh, Wii U. It's the mm-hmm. this that most people are freaking out about, about Splatoon because it's the first Nintendo game in like over a decade where it's like actually got new characters and shit. It's not yeah. just like uh, like. What are the fucking the Mies for the for the Wii and the Wii yeah, U? Yeah, like that's like that's all like all, half the Nintendo's new games have all been like you know like your fitness stuff or stuff yeah. where you're just playing as as Mies. This is the yeah first Nintendo game in like yeah over a decade where it's like actually like a new character like new characters new like fictional little universe. You play as like these little squid kids just shooting each other. There's kind of a little bit of a single player component where they kind of mm-hmm. train you how to shoot, but it's mostly just go online. And sh- well, the, the kind of cool thing because it's an online uh, shooting game. The real goal isn't to kill other people uh, mm-hmm. because you're playing this little squid person who shoots ink all over the place and you can like, you know, like uh, 
shoot ink all over the walls and all over the floors and stuff. Uh, the main uh, online multiplayer mode isn't killing other people. It's like just uh, covering as much of the play area with as much ink as possible before the end of the match. Oh, and really? Each match is really short, like two minutes long. Mm-hmm. So it's like really fun just to go in there and like so like some of your weapons are guns. Uh, one of my favorite weapon is just giant paint roller, mm-hmm. where it's you can like kind of run over people and kill them that way. But it's really more just like it's like you're more of a support person rather yeah. than like an actual offensive person because you're just yeah. like painting the walls and painting the floor. Yeah. That's how you win the game. Yeah, it's just by covering stuff and stuff. So it's a great game because it's not like it's combative and you're still gonna get throw bombs and sh- sure. shit at other people and yeah. stuff like that. But it's great to be. To have a multiplayer, like, kind of shooting game where, like, yeah. shooting other people really isn't the whole point. Yeah. There's still combat and stuff, but yeah. it's kind of, like, great, kind of, like, passive. If you like playing the support character in, like, online, like, t- uh, Team Fortress 2 and stuff, this might be a good game for you because, yeah, it's... it's... Except you have to own a Wii U. And you probably yeah. better play it now because in probably about two months... That's the other no thing because there's only 12 it. people who own a Wii U to begin with, yeah. so if you wait a week, no one's going to be playing this game. Yeah. Well, and the other people... Uh, the other thing is people have been complaining because there's not that much content on the disc. And the way they're utilizing the content, too, is really weird because... So it's mostly an online shooting game. Right. Uh, They're making it so... And there's only, like, five or six maps, which Mm. is already very small for an online shooter. Uh, And then also on top of that, they're making it so there's only two maps per day are available. And they rotate them out every day. Yeah. So, But that's their justification. We're like, hey, come back tomorrow. We'll have this. Your favorite map might be back in rotation. Interesting. And uh, they've already talked about how they're going to keep on, all throughout the summer, they're going to keep on adding, like, free DLC to the game. Like, new maps, new modes, and stuff like that. Yeah, at launch right now, there's not much to do. There's a very bare-bones kind of single-player campaign, which is kind of almost like a training mode for for multiplayer. Which, like, Mm -hmm. here's how you shoot this. This is is how you cover walls with paint and stuff. Uh, But um, it's the aesthetic is great because it's kind of very kind of like punk rocky but for like little kids yeah because the characters you're playing as are like these little kid squids yeah and there's all this kind of like goofy kind of like mall punk music like you're a kid you're a squid <laughs> you're a kid you're a squid <laughs> and like there's all these terrible fish puns like yeah. you kind of buff your character up by like putting on different clothes and hats and shoes and stuff and you uh-huh. go like you're essentially at the shopping mall of like picking out new clothes for yourself that yeah. each piece of clothing has little power-ups and stuff yeah but there's all kind of goofy like little Nickelodeon quality like punk rock playing in the background and yeah. you go in the game it's all bright and colorful and stuff and it's just like it's very cute no. and like the little kids are like little monsters they have like little triangle teeth and yeah. so they're kind of gruesome and kind of cute at the same time yeah. the other best thing about Splatoon because the Wii U has the Miiverse functionality mm-hmm. stuff where you can draw mm-hmm. and post notes you mm-hmm. know like in this Miiverse community Splatoon actually integrates that stuff. So if you're in the game and you're bored and you're just like drawing a picture like in the lobby before a game or something like that, mm-hmm. they'll either have that stuff float above your head as you're walking around to other people and see whatever the last thing you drew was, or randomly like make that make those pictures that you draw graffiti in the world. Oh really? So you're walking around, you can see other. I've already uh, been in the game and seen like people making Steven Universe jokes on the walls yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. Kind of it's it's like somebody must be in there going through all the graffiti that gets put up. So it's not too terrible. Yeah. You know because it's like people actually hand drawing stuff it's not sure. just like you know like little templates that you know it's it's you could be horrible in that game if you yeah. really wanted to be but it's pretty goddamn cute 60 yeah. bucks there's a little bit much because like i said not that much content in the game even though they keep on saying they're gonna flush it out more throughout the summer but yeah that's the thing if you wait a couple months yeah like that many people playing yeah but even Mario Kart, like, if you're not playing Mario Kart like, right after the latest DLC for Mario Kart comes out, it would take a little while to, like, find matches and shit in those. And then Mario yeah. Kart's super fucking popular. Yeah. Uh, at least by Wii standards, Wii yeah. U standards. But, yeah, Splatoon, it's, it's cute. Yeah. It's great. 
I'm glad you're having a good time. You could be a boy squid. Uh huh. You'll be a girl squid. Uh You could change your hair, change Uh your eyes, and Uh you know, you could be a black squid. Mm -hmm. You could be a white squid. It's cute. Oh, I'm glad you're having a good time with it. I've only played it for five minutes. Oh my god, this quest in the Witcher. Oh Jesus. (laughs) Oh, but your your adopted daughter in the Witcher is super fucking hot. Yeah, I'm kinda I'm I'm kinda confounded. Dylan was watching me play and she's like she got tits. She's not wearing a bra. Yeah. Like, she got, like, you can kind of see how they out, like, because she's, obviously, the way they modeled her, she's not only does she have big tits, but she's got those big, soft, soft cookie nipples. <laughs> and I'm just like, you can kind of tell through her shirt, it's just kind of disconcerting. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did you ever see Gone Girl? Gone Girl? Yeah, you would no. love that movie. No. There's a scene where the lady from Blurred Lines, that music video shows up, and she takes off her top. She's trying to seduce Ben Affleck. I actually called him Ben Affleck and not Batman. I'm really surprised. She sh- she takes off her top and shows Goodwill Hunting. Oh man, she got a hot face. Who the, a blurred lines lady? Siri. A Siri. Oh yeah, she's got a big scar on her face. That's, That's what I'm saying. She's badass. Hell. First time you see her, she's totally mangled up and fucked up. And the first time you see her, she is a baby because that is the only context. That's I've seen yeah, her. yeah. That's yeah. She is a baby, very clearly being mocapped by an adult. Yeah, well, that's the thing we were talking about in the first episode. We were talking about The Witcher Three. Yeah, she kind of looks like a dwarf. Not a child, because yeah. they took adult motion capture, applied it to the model of a kid. But the kid's face is kind of like too much of an adult. Yeah, it's it's like you're hanging out with Warwick Davis. Send this to my wife. One moment, please. See, and the best thing is, so you're looking for that lady, Siri, mm-hmm. the hot lady. But when you you run into people and they're like, okay, your adoptive daughter, Siri, I saw her doing this. When they tell you about what how they ran into her, you get to play as her in mm. those flashbacks. So she's a playable mm-hmm. character in the game. The interesting thing is she's not a witcher, so she doesn't have all the same magic powers that you do. So her her parts of the game play differently. Mm, I don't know how often you're going to keep on playing as her in the game. Because I've only played as, as her for like maybe an hour's worth of yeah. game time in the game so far. Because you're like, yeah, very occasionally you'll have these little flashbacks and you're playing as her doing something. Mm. And uh, so I don't know if there's going to be a certain point where maybe you can just suddenly like start playing a big chunk of the game as her consistently or if it's just relegated to these and the bad. game is called witcher yeah and she's not a witcher yeah, technically unless she becomes one over the course of the that's game. A, who knows what the, the whole yeah. point of the game well the big thrust of the game is trying to try to find her while this evil thing called the uh, the wild hunt is trying to hunt her down for some right, reason right so but yeah no it's cool yeah she's got oh, a big scar witcher. on her face but she's still like conventionally super hot well sure and she's got an english accent she's like hello she reminds me a little bit of um uh chloe from uncharted a little bit. A little bit, I could see. Well, yeah, kind of the face and everything, the hair. Like a, a palette swap. Weird thing is she has a real-time beard growth, too, which I thought that was a brave choice. Oh, uh, boy, I can sympathize with that. I had my third electrolysis appointment this last weekend, and, uh, man, it's... I this is I, permanent hair loss, I think I right? talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but I thought your not. face did look kind I of have, bald. Um, I have, uh, the women in my family have uh, a history of unibrows, uh, mustaches, and goatees, Yeah. and um, I'm trying to, uh, uh, and it's always bothered me even though it's not super necessarily super apparent it's always she would never say this but it bothers bully and uh um so i've Your been doing electrolysis well it's no fun when you go to kiss somebody and there's stubble that's fine on a woman uh, like it's not you know i mean that everyone is different and everyone has different expectations and i shouldn't say that and now that i've said that out loud but um it's just always something that's bothered me so i'm trying to be kinder to myself and 
not be afraid to take care of myself. So I'm doing this as a kind of a self-care thing. Yeah. And it was so cute. So I, the this lady I go to is very nice, but it's in a position where she's like kind of leaning over my face and she's working on my chin. So <laughs> I can't talk. Yeah. But she's trying to have a conversation with me. It was so cute. I was wearing a dinosaur shirt and she just starts going, what kind of dinosaur is that? Now what's going on in that shirt? Because in the sh- on the shirt, there's a little boy and a, and a stegosaurus and a seesaw, but the little boy is down and the, the stegosaurus up. The stegosaurus doesn't seem to understand what's going on. <laughs> is this an action shot? Are we perhaps seeing in the midst of their season? Asking too many questions there... for someone who can't talk. It's yeah. just so funny. And then she goes, I know, I'll distract you. Because it is, it's an, it's pretty damn painful. And so she's like, let me distract you um, with a riddle. <laughs> I'm just sitting here going, I love you. <laughs> like in that moment, I loved her so much because what was the last time someone fucking told you a riddle? When someone says, that's a very specific kind of person. <laughs> I know. We'll say, Bill, I will entertain. Bill, would you like to hear a riddle? Yes! I was really excited to go what share this riddle, riddle with Foley. And fo- I told this riddle with Foley, and she was so not interested in playing with me. That's <laughs> actually kind <laughs> of broke my a very heart. specific kind of person to do this. So, Bill, let me tell you this riddle. It's a river. <laughs> in the, uh, so there is, uh, this is kind of a generically medieval time. Bill, it's a Richard Witcher age, yeah. if you will. Um, <laughs> there is a, a farmer who's deeply indebted to his lord. And uh, the the Lord says, if you do not pay me by a certain date, I will marry your beautiful daughter. The farmer and the beautiful daughter are both miserable. Um, neither of them want this. But sure enough, that day comes. The farmer is not able to pay the Lord back. So the, um, the daughter, weeping, goes to the Lord's castle. And the Lord, seeing her, is not unmoved. Um, he's, but he's a devious man. He says, I'll give you, I see that you don't want to be here. I'll give you one last chance because I'm a magnanimous man. It's like, follow me. So she walks back with him into his beautiful garden. And uh, he walks over to a, uh, a little garden bed that uh, is filled with all these stones and they walk over to it and uh, all these stones are black and white and they're small little like smaller than river rocks even and he leans over and he picks up a pebble and he says um he holds out him in his hand and he says you know i'm going to take Mm -hmm. two of these pebbles Mm -hmm. and hold them behind my back and i'm going to take one white and one black and if uh you have to pick a hand and if uh i'm holding a white pebble then you may go free and never see me again. If I'm holding, if you pick a black pebble, then you have to marry me. And she it's more of a short story than a riddle. She that's a fucking criticism of full game. <laughs> Fuck all of you. Um, you riddle, you think it's gonna be just like a little bit of wordplay or something? Yeah, so that's fine. Fuck all of you. Um, so uh, the um, no. so she said she knows she's in a pickle. This is her only. Yeah, out. she's like of course. Okay. Yeah. So so he um, he's like fine, and he leans over and he picks up two rocks, and he's a shady motherfucker. He picks up two black rocks, and she sees this, and he's like all you know stands up and holds him behind her back. She know she doesn't have any power in the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he says, pick a hand. He's like, hold out your... He's like, uh, pick a hand. So she, uh, she's like, all right, you're right. Does she not pick up a rock herself and pick her own hand or so, something? So, no. <laughs> trying to think of, like, yeah, so how to work around this. He's like, this, okay, yeah. stick out your hand. And he, she does. And then he, he just kind of places his hand over hers and closes her hand around the rock. And he's like, uh, it's like, okay, open your hand and we'll see what your fate is. So what does she do? Punch him in the face. That was Foley's response, actually. Beat him with a fucking bigger rock. What does she Get a do? fucking cinder block. What does she do to... to? Uh, she manages to escape. How does she do See, it? See, that's not a real riddle, because yes, you know, like, the parameters are open. What does she do? 
she opens up his hand and fucks him to death on the wedding night no. and inherits all of his money I and felt, lives like a fucking king. I felt very pleased because she told me no one, she, saw, she said to me, no one has been able to figure out this rule. She's like, don't worry. She's like, I understand if you can't figure it out. But I was able to figure it out. And I felt fucking 10 What's feet the answer? Um, she, I was like, Should we okay. turn this into a contest? I was like, okay, well. Podcast listeners. Because I'm thinking, well, if I were in this situation, if she's surrounded by these rocks, then you, she's like, I would like stumble and um, like drop the rock or like some uh, try to pick up a white rock or something. This is like the that. answer. And she, and I'm starting to tell her and she's like, well, that's, she's like, that's kind of half of it. But it's actually, and I think about it for a second and I go, oh no, what she does is she stumbles and she drops her rock. And she says, I'm so sorry. My rock is lost amongst all these other rocks. I must have had, I must have had the opposite of whatever you have in your hand. What? Because he has a black. She knows he has a black rock. So you just kind of say, "Oh, I dropped them in there." That's a. That's a riddle. Fuck all of you. That's a weird bluffing. It's a puzzle, kinda, huh? That's more. Yeah, yeah. That's a puzzle. Okay. Excuse me, Bill. I should have introduced this by saying <laughs> I have a puzzle to share with you. Because a riddle's more like you know, like a little condensed, like you know, you can almost like write on the back of a, Man, of, of like a like a Chinese. Cookie I apologize fortune. that I did not clearly state what sort of so you just kind of drop puzzle. it and say hey go look at the other why rocks. Did I, why do I share this with you? Hey Bill, you talked about the quickie mark. Let, what else I can I talk about? That's anything other than this. Veep. I watched Veep this week. Um, I've been curious about Veep because I know I feel like people on Twitter who are really excited about it. It's got that hot Anna Klumski in it. And uh, um, I started watching this week because I have Amazon Prime and it just came up for free. The first season came up for free on uh-huh. Amazon Prime. I'm like, sure, I'll give this a shot. You would love it. It's really... I've always heard is, good things. Uh, the writing in it is really good and it's funny because it's... Basically, the conceit is that it's visually and in some cases stylistically a spoof of the west wing Mm -hmm. except they're terrible humans (laughs) it's about how um uh 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 what's her name now julia louis dreyfus yeah 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 Yeah. so she uh she was the vice president of the united states she's great in this show and a terrible person because she's trying to play the political game which which involves compromising yourself all the time and doing terrible things and it is ultimately a game and uh whereas but they'll still underscore it with like dramatic music and stuff like west Wing. yeah exactly yeah and talks, but they're being shits, and it's just—it's so funny and so good. You would really like because there is a rich vein of humor to be drawn from that. Like where it's like just, we're gonna do our best, we're gonna open this national park and then fuck it up, or like undermine she's ourselves, just a or trash human, and yeah. also like the things she wa- like. Julia Louise Dreyfus uh, VIP, yeah. VIP character. She's a she's the vice president. Of the she States. would play a great trash. Her character on Seinfeld was essentially a trash human too. It's, Not made quite so Archer, but like she's still she, she's in a position a where she person. has power, but she has no power whatsoever. Yeah. She's ultimately anything that she decides to do and decides to act on could be undermined any minute by the president. How much of it have you watched? I've watched the first five episodes. Oh, okay, because there's something on a recent season. I, man, I've seen the ads for it and I forget there's some kind of like famous actor on it now where I was really kind of surprised. Mm-hmm. It was like Hugh Laurie or something like that. The cast is really great. It's got, yeah, it's got Anna Klumski. It also has Tony Hale and he's pretty much playing Buster from Arrested <laughs> Development. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he'd have a whole lot of range. It's super good. Man. Like his character is just like this, oh, it's so funny and oh, it's real. It's really good. I highly recommend it. I think you'd really like it. Yeah. So uh, I can't. It, she's just such a shit. She's such a shit. She just at the end of this last episode, she got. Um, she, did they actually even show the actual person? Not yet. I mean, I'm just because I, mean, I can see like the whole point of the season. show could be just like working around that. Well, like, exactly. It's her stuff. It's, it yeah. Seems like that's it's not kind the point. Of, which yeah. is funny because that was one of the was going to be one of the things of the West Wing. Yeah. The yeah. Around the president, never show him, but then they liked Martin Sheen too much. Um, sure, fucking, yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, the, uh... uh Anna Klumski. Uh, I see, what is, is, 
isn't Anna Klumsky, Klumsky still supposed to be alive in the Hannibal world? Because they found her arm. Spoilers for Hannibal. I don't... Because she's supposed to be still alive. I mean, that's how... Don't they're... ask me about Hannibal lore, dude. Because <laughs> You know what? That show's coming back in, like, yeah. two weeks, yeah. right? Yeah. If need, No, it's, like, coming... I think actually maybe this week, like, next... This Friday. Yeah. Because yeah. um, yeah, isn't, isn't Anna... Isn't that why the Matrix is, like, going after, like, Hannibal Lecter? Because the I Matrix... she is still alive. Yeah, because yeah, my girl, Anna Klumsky... Was like going after Hannibal, and Hannibal like tore her arm off and like mailed it to the Matrix. Yeah, she was uh, she was Lawrence Fishburne's protege. Or something like that. Yeah, but they've never actually found the body. And there was one episode where they kind of suggested that she's still alive somehow. Well, you you see her. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if she survives being still alive. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah, she does. I think they get her out of there. Have you ever seen My Girl? No. (laughs) Oh my god. I know My Girl. And there's My Girl too. I. (laughs) How? My girl came out. We were just so enamored with the name Anna Klumsky. <laughs> and we just talk about Anna Klumsky all the time. Just like Anna Klumsky, Anna Klumsky. Oh, it's really funny to talk about that 20 years after the events, then no context. She, she's but, great on this show because yeah. they're just such garbage humans. It's really good. But uh, uh, the other show I watched this week. So the History Channel started doing scripted series, right? Yeah. I love Vikings a lot. And I didn't like it at first. The first season kept me lukewarm. Yeah, let's make it look terrible. And uh, But then I, the second season really finds its feet. And the third season they did some really interesting things. I fucking love Vikings. Also, frankly, that cast is full of not only... There are a lot of beautiful people in it, but there are a lot of fascinating looking people mm-hmm. like your eye is never bored because there's just like it's of course just a, a wave of white people because they're fucking vikings but um they they get a lot of interesting and different faces some Hieronymus, Hieronymus Bosch looking motherfuckers it's just cool because there's just like a lot of really uh-huh. striking faces it's a it's an interesting show to watch mm-hmm. uh, so I'm like they I uh, we went when we went to go see Fury Road we saw in the pre- the commercials before the previews we saw an ad for Texas Rising the new History Channel scripted original series about the Texas Revolution and man I'm watching this whole thing and I'm just like I feel my heart sinking in my chest I'm like no uh, the the here the is it like about the Alamo or something uh, like? it literally opens with the aftermath of the Alamo which okay. is an interesting that they kind of win. You know, I actually know Jack, for someone who's born in El Paso, Texas, I know Jack shit about the history of Texas. What drives me crazy is I know some things. Because in Texas, you actually take Texas history class. Like, there is in Which your is eighth grade... Which is why I'm so glad I wasn't raised in Texas. Well, it's oh, fa- Texas has a fascinating history. I know, yeah. It's, and it's, my, it's, um, my teacher... It's own state. My city. teacher um, was actually... Uh, uh, it was fascinating because she um, had... Contempt is too loaded a term. She was very... She would never was jingoistic about it. Okay. She was like, our state has had a varied and sad and... Uh, confounding and angering history and we need to look at it as the parts of it that are inspirational and the parts of it that are infuriating mm-hmm. and we're going to examine both because both are what makes texas texas and uh which was that already like sounds best. like a better ad for a potential show than what you're talking about <laughs> yeah. but oh man this show is just was texas worst. not its own country for a while well texas it was a territory but yeah it's the republic of texas there are some people back in well, texas who out. now still still say it's a republic that it was never officially it never officially joined the United States. The show is so... They take every single Western trope possible, 
Mm-hmm. And then just do a really mediocre job of perpetuating it without adding anything to it. So what, like, what's the story? Like, who, what, what were the it characters? Is... Like, is he, like, it's a vague enough thing. Like, what, like, what's the actual, like, emotional thrust so of the show? So, the Texas Revolution didn't go super great. Spoilers. Um, the Alamo. The thing, Foley was watching this and she goes, wait a minute. Remember the Alamo means remember you lost the Alamo? I'm like, yeah, no, the Alamo was a slaughter. Well, that's what the most of, like, point... remember the Bismarck. Well, no, Bismarck. But, like, yeah, that, that's what you, it's, it's like, remember that we got our ass kicked. Well, we have to kill the Bill, bad guy. Bill and I were Texans, so we knew this, but people who are yeah. not Texans don't necessarily know this. I'm like, no, everybody died at the Alamo. That was the point of the Alamo. And uh, so the show seems to be kind of have a split focus, where there's one focus that's on Sam Houston, played by Bill Paxton, who my mom carpooled with in Aww. Texas when she was a little girl. Um, Bill Paxton plays Sam Houston, and he is leading the uh, Texican forces. And uh, during the this really difficult time where they're having their asses handed to them, and then there's a focus on a band of Texas Rangers uh, who are trying to do right by the blah blah blah, and it's just such garbage. Santa Ana is such a cartoon villain on this show, mm-hmm. shown without any nuance. There's a scene where you he's talking to one of his generals who's being uppity, and he's like, "Here, let me show you my fighting chickens. I have named this one Sam Houston. I break his neck." And then, like, I throw my dead chicken at you. That's how he's going Who plays uh, Santana? I, I do not know this gentleman who plays him. He's, he's That he's, sounds fucking terrible. It's, well, it's not his fault. It's the writing. The well, writing of the show no, is no, just, yeah, just... And, like, they shoot... They shot it in CinemaScope. So that you could get the vastness of Texas. On your fucking TV? But the thing is, is that all the... It just, like, it just changes the aspect ratio. And it does... They don't... It feels like a show that they just shot normal, and then they just compressed Brendan to Fraser, a different... Ray Liotta? Ray Liotta shows up in it. And Ray Liotta in a beard looks so much like Oliver Reed in a beard that it's actually kind of upsetting. Oh, I gotta see that, because he's got those, like, moony eyes yeah. and shit like it's that? It's really weird, because I'm enormously attracted to Oliver Reed, and it's weird to just look at Ray Liotta and think, Crispin hey. Glover? Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy Davies? It's got a hell of a cast, and they're all... What does Jeremy Davies, the guy from Lost, play? He play? He's a shitty private. Because uh, like... Memorial Day weekend, they kept on showing uh, Saving Private Ryan last weekend, so I got to watch the last half hour of Saving Private Ryan eight times. Oh, wow. Jeremy, have you ever seen Saving Private Ryan? Oh, fuck no. Oh, Jeremy, Ryan, J- Jeremy Davies has, plays the most fucked up character in that whole movie. He plays uh, like this like cartographer who's never killed anybody. Yeah. So he's thrust in this, into this horror. No, we're going to talk about Saving Private Ryan for half an hour. But yeah, he does some fucked up shit. I want to kill that motherfucker. Yeah. He plays an insidious asshole on this. He was good on Lost, He was really good on Lost. He's great in Ravenous. Oh, Uh, that's right. I forgot. Chris Christopherson? Rob Morrow from from my favorite show, Northern Exposure? Yeah, Foley was like, oh, it's Northern Exposure, guys! Jeff Fahey? This show is full of bland-looking white men. This is a great cast. That don't do jack shit. They don't do jack. No, I'm looking shit. for any Latino names in the uh-huh. cast, and yeah. <laughs> so really, it's just about the white people. It's not it's like split between. It's about the white people. There are a few Hispanic people. I was really ex- impressed because of my that is favorite. Weird. My favorite character on the show is this guy named Deef, who's just a good dude who's trying to do his best. Played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and he um, he does a great job. He's he's summoning. He's doing his best job to summon Sam Elliott's mustache on his face. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, the uh, his wife is actually just this older, chubby, Hispanic lady. Yeah. I actually love that they let her be, that they didn't feel the need to cast some... Yeah, exactly, yeah. Know, some hot shit. Because according to... Like, someone or... named Oliver Martinez, some hot young guy who's playing as Santa Ana. Yeah, it's just... The show is just bad. I can literally... The only thing I can say about it that's nice is the costuming is interesting. Oh, okay. Like, there are a lot of really good hats. 
There's a lot of really good boots. Uh, but it's just, there is nothing, there is not a single damn character on what? that show to hang your hat well, on. Doesn't Sam Houston end up becoming... He takes over the city and names it after himself, that right? That's correct. As does... Plants his own flag. As does Stephen F. Austin. And, uh, yeah, that's how it ends. It's Texas breaks up into a series of city-states. Yeah. Owned by uh, dictators. You yeah, uh, uh, Sam Houston strangles out Charlie El Paso. That's how white, uh, Charlie El Paso is, is forced to go to the West. The most uh-huh. horrible part of Texas, West Texas. Uh-huh. Which, might as well at that point, just call it fucking New New Mexico. And Hubert Dallas, just that turd, just squats there in the middle. Uh, fucking uh, Larry Malfa. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. <laughs> God, Texas Rising. I'm just going to look up cities in Texas. We watched Texas, an episode of Texas Rising, and then I had to watch a lot of Veep to wash it out of my mouth. Yeah. Oh, so how much did you watch? We watched well, The first two episodes are out, and I went ahead and I was mm. like, you know what? I'm going to vote for this dumb tech cowboy show with my dollars. I went ahead and bought the whole season. I'm an idiot. So now I have, like, I, I'm going to keep getting notifications of, oh, Annie, guess what? More Texas Rising is out. I'm like, don't. I know. I know. He plays Horatio Austin. Horatio Austin? Yes. The Faye liberal <laughs> founder of Austin, Texas, Horatio See, Austin. Bill, that joke that is a no little undermined in the fact that I we just talked about Stephen F. Austin about two <laughs> Okay, goddammit. Well, maybe it's his brother. Okay, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, Texas that Rising sucks. is really bad. Well, I tell- just, it's not as bad as Klondike, but Klondike was a rancid <laughs> fart. Like, you like this walking- Klondike was like, I was pinned down by Klondike, and it farted in my mouth. That's what Klondike That's in a fight in an ice cream factory. Um, the, this show feels more like I'm on the bus, and it's kind of hot, and this person sits next to me that I... I it was like, oh, this isn't working out well. And then they just let out, quietly let out a fart. <laughs> I have to pretend that I don't notice. Are and you pretend that they don't notice. Are you telling me that a History Channel got lucky with only one of its historical dramas turned out to be good and the <laughs> rest of it kind of turned out to be so, terrible? Well, then I think about it and I'm like, well, Vikings was rough, but it turned out really good. But the difference is, is that Vikings from the start had characters that yeah. went to interesting places and had interesting conflicts. Te- this Texas Rising show uh, didn't History Channel also do the one about the trains? Intercontinental Railroad. AMC. There's all these shows that seem exactly the same. Everyone's trying to do like, this kind of like historical Game of Thrones thing, where it's like like Deadwood meets Game of Thrones, kind of like yeah, yeah, like a here's a piece of history show. that's so much more badass I, than Hell you remember. Wheels is not bad. It just never quite got its teeth in me. I watched like three seasons of it. Because it's got like Chief O'Brien from Star Trek. Yes, it does. And every time I every time I see it, I think I've talked about this on the show before, every time I watch Helen Wheels, I always think that it's Chief O'Brien in the holodeck. Where it's like, (laughs) take me to (laughs) a quest where I'm rich and all the women want to fuck me and I have all the power. (laughs) If you could do a historical drama, if you were in charge of the History Channel and you could make your one big fucking historical drama TV show, what would you do that's not Robin Hood? Like, what would be interesting? Like, what, like, time and place in history? Mm. Could you do cowboy stuff? Could um, you do... Well, you any know... Any kind of particular figure? That's a really random question, and I don't have an answer to it. I would want to do Walt Disney versus Frida Kahlo. I would love to have a miniseries about the um, fall of the Templars. Yeah. You like, see, that's one guy I'm talking about, yeah. Like, because that is an interesting thing. Then you have to sauce out of everyone has to be young and under tw- under the age of 35. That is, if, if there were one character on Texas Rising who I thought was fuckable... <laughs> I could really get over this. Is that one really kind of killed you? I think I find... Well, I was like, I was like, is there Bill anything? Bill Baxter's not doing it for you. Anything on the show I can hang my hat on. 
Even if it's a Jimmy yeah, Mack. I gotta at, do something. Looking you know, at the but, cast, like, the most interesting people in that cast are all, like, yeah, older guys. There's this one kid it's who's, like, cast like, as the hot one, and I'm just like, nope. No, no. get the fuck out of here. This show is the worst. Uh, uh, I can't believe this. Texas yeah, a TV show about Texas sucks balls. Texas Rising. Yeah. The thing is, is that it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting and complicated and sad moment in history. There's one part where Sam Houston says to someone... Tex- there are no slaves in Texas. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. He owned slaves. The whole One of the reasons why the Texas rebelled... When was rebelled, Texas independent? Uh, I don't have dates in my head, Bill. I'm not okay. that kind of person. But I, I don't remember much Was there slaves in Texas? Class. Yes. Okay. When the Spanish held Texas, they invited immigrants and they said, we have two rules, convert to Catholicism and don't have slaves. Okay. When Mexico declared independence, those two rules still maintained. And once they actually started enforcing them by saying, hey, none of you fuckers are Catholic and all you fuckers have slaves, they declared independence. That's kind when of... California become a state? Because there's a part... 18... What the fuck? Because I was just thinking, uh, in the fucking terrible Wachowskis movies... Cloud Rising, mm-hmm. there's a scene where, like, there's all these slaves in California, San Francisco, California, which they specifically call it San Francisco, California. California didn't become a state until 1850. That's, like, that's like five years after the Civil War ended. Mm-hmm. This coast, man, is all, was all Wild West for a long time. I know Wild West, but I just realized that doesn't make any sense. Like okay, the territories. Yeah. It's almost like the Wachowskis don't know what the fuck they're doing. Which, well, although they do well. have a new... They do have a new series coming out this week. I think it starts this week, too. They're crazy. I still like the Wachowskis. I still have Jupiter Rising. You will not I, I like keep Jupiter on waiting. It's like, it's, it's, it's like a bullet loaded in the chamber, and I'm waiting to pull that trigger. And you will so not like that. Even if I movie. watch it, I don't want to talk about it with you, because like I, there's no way I can talk about Jupiter Rising without you making well, you no. want to hit me. But no, yeah. I could probably talk to you about Jupiter Rising, because I have no emotional attachment to the movie, other than fondness that you can't touch. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, it's, uh, fuck it. But yeah, you will not like Jupiter Rising. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, I want you to watch man. it because I'm curious to hear your reaction. I still, to it. I appreciate how bonkers the Wachowskis are, but yeah. it is a bonkers movie. But you, yeah, you gotta I, admit they're baller, ridiculous, owning it visions. I still can't believe how bad Cloud Rising was. Not Cloud Rising. What the fuck is it? Cloud Atlas. Yeah, the book was fucking fantastic. I was really surprised how good the book was. But oof. Anyway, are you telling me that the adaptation wasn't true to the source? But material? the adaptation of Cloud Rising was completely missed the point of like a single soul's journey through multiple generations and said they turned into like a little fucking I can't believe that an adaptation wasn't true to the source (laughs) material and I understand adaptation means it has to change to survive moving from one medium to the other that's the point of the word adaptation but yeah sometimes adaptations you're kind of just getting the whole point of the original thing so I don't know if I had to do a historical drama, yeah. yeah what would you do, Bill? When would you set it? I would. <laughs> um, you know, you know what would be good. Uh, what's her butt? The Chinese pirate queen. Oh yeah, Madam Chang. That would Chang. be a really good oh, drama. Oh man, I could already um, see the terrible ads. Man, so like I've got the Sling TV, the fake cable stuff, and AMC. While I was uh, catching up on Mad Men, they keep on pushing their show called Turn, which is about Washington spies during the oh, Revolution. Oh, it's got Jamie Bell. Does it have Jamie oh, Bell? He's the protagonist. That guy. Wait, what's Jamie Bell? Is it his from? name, Jamie Bell? He was fucking I Billy Madison. I know I've him. never seen Billy I've Madison. I've never seen Billy Madison either. I <laughs> what only the know fuck him. Are you all like? He was in a movie, a terrible, terrible movie with Channing Tatum. Billy Elliot. Called uh, Billy Elliot. That's what I meant. Fucking Billy. He also Madison. played Tintin. Uh, yeah, it was Tintin. He was in a terrible movie with Channing Tatum called The Eagle, where he played a um, a Celt 
and uh, who was a slave to the Romans, Channing Tatum. And uh, Channing Tatum goes back into England to try and uh, reclaim the lost eagle of the Lost Legion. In, oh yeah, well that's in, the yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the premise of the movie. He's the son of the. They general stole that who lost idea from the, Rome. That's that's it. Again, exactly. another terrible historical drama. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, Jamie Bell was so good and so. He, he's a fascinating actor because he's not huge, but there is just a violence to him and mm-hmm. like just this, this, um, like brute, brute force to him. That's like entirely, mostly in the mind. Like he has a physicality to him Jamie that Bell transcends does? actual, his actual frame. Like not that he's a slight dude, but he, there's something about him where just you come away, like you think about him and you think he's like twice as big as he actually is. Yeah. Cause he just has this strength in him. Yeah. He's playing the rock in. I know we were watching, I was watching the fucking, tra- what would, again, when before Fury Road, we saw a trailer for Fantastic Four and I was like, son of a bitch. He's a really good Ben Grimm. And I'm like, but I'm not going to see that movie because I don't want to see him in fucking rock makeup for Two hours. I don't think it's. I think it's just CGI too. So you're not even well, actually exactly. seeing him. But my yeah. point is, I'm like, man, but he's gonna be so good for that. Man, I was watching, and I'm uh, impressed that they gassed him for that. I was looking through some of my movies uh, a couple days ago, so just like randomly, just watching clips of random stuff. I so I watched a whole like a bunch of the first Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Forgot how fucking good uh, the, the Hulk is in that shit. Yeah, oh, it looks like what's his face. Yeah, and, like actually like a nice little pathos. Yeah, it looks like Mark it's really they can't figure out how to make an actual Hulk movie work. But yeah, is Hulk in those movies? Maybe Hulk works better like Robin Hood as a secondary yeah, character. He's a closer. Sp- He's not the main meal. He's mashed potatoes. Exactly. Exactly. Hulk is the mashed potatoes. And with that, everybody, (laughs) we're going to take a break, and then we'll be back for the Geek Week in Review. Of course, you know all about Hogwarts. Sorry, no. No? Blimey, Harry, didn't you ever wonder where your mom and dad learned it all? Learned what? You're a kid, 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 you're a kid. Hey, pal. We're back. It's time for the Geek Week in Review. Once again, this is the part of our podcast where Bill has taken notes on the week that was, and I am reading them and often learning these things for the first time, so let's see what Bill has I to tell to us I keep on meaning to slip in more horrible news that'll break your heart, but you've been so sad lately, <laughs> I don't want to mess with you so much. Dear God. Turns out puppies have been outlawed. Yeah. <laughs> no more it, says Bill, supposedly because Poltergeist did badly. So this is going to be uh, the guy who directed True Detective, Carrie Corey Fukunaga or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He was supposed to be doing a, a live-action adaptation of Stephen King's horror mo- uh, book, It. Mm-hmm. And that he was supposed to film, like, starting, like, like next week or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, supposedly, this is, people were pinning the, the, the fact that this movie suddenly got shuttered. Well, there, I guess there was budgetary problems, and he sure. wanted to turn It into two books. Do you know anything about what that All It I book know about is about? It, here's Aside what I know from about the kids it. fucking, which you everyone knows about. Lo- well, see, I only know that because you mention it every time you mention It. Yeah, because I, I can't, you can't mention It online. Said, without talking about all those kids be fucking in that book. You you say that, but I've only <laughs> ever heard that from you because of any all I've ever heard from anybody else about it is there's a fucking scary clown and then the movie is Curry in old... a sewer. Bill, I hate horror movies. Well, no, I just even like even I'm surprised you haven't seen any clicks. It's like everyone like it seems like people, kids who grew up in the '90s. It is like a big deal to them. It's, it's like one of the big seen, horror I've movies. Never, I never saw a single horror movie. When that I was is a, kid. a terrible fucking adaptation of it too. It's yeah. just like. Just like the production value so chintzy. It's yeah. all like synth music. It's, it's, so it's an it's a early 90s made-for-TV ABC so movie of the week. All I know about it is that it's a metaphor for... Um, Sex? Uh, well, uh, for becoming an adult. That's all I know about it. That's exactly... That's real. And you know what? Now you don't have to read it. 
Okay, now you know what that metaphor is. Yeah, no, so it is about uh, just uh, the best part of it. It's the, it is essentially split into two parts, hence why this guy wanted to take mo- two movies. The first part of it is about a bunch of kids in, like, 1958 Maine. Um, they live in a small rural town that is... Uh, haunted by this ghost who eats children mm-hmm. who keeps on returning like every 30 years to eat children mm-hmm. and uh, he's essentially turned this town into his own little breeding ground mm-hmm. slaughtering pen because he comes back every 30 years and it, like even though he hibernates for 30 years and comes back and eats kids um, he's kind of generated he's kind of fucked with the, the adult population too so they kind of like make this happen so no one really investigates the missing mm-hmm. children that kind of go missing every 30 years mm-hmm. and uh, yeah these kids just finally realize there's a pattern here and it's been going on for ever since the town was founded and even they find out all this historical shit about shit that's been going on even before the town was actually a town was just like a logging site mm-hmm. there was like some this evil spirit kind of fucking things up and well and also when the monster eats kids it actually does eat kids it eat, eats people but it actually eats their souls mm-hmm. but it's like there's this whole thing too because the monster which manifests itself sometimes as this pennywise the clown thing mm-hmm. uh it you know it has a physical form that has to be nursed and that's what it actually eats physical people's physical bodies but the big thing is it feeds on people's souls and the reason why it goes after kids because it feeds on fear and dreams and stuff like that and mm-hmm. kids have you know the most potent dreams and fears and stuff like that when you're adults the easy like adults are scared of like mortgages and cancer and stuff which you know are potent things but like not quite as yeah. instinctual as the shit kids are scared of mm-hmm. and also kids are easier scared too so that's why this monster feeds on kids and everything like that so the kids end up a bunch of uh kids like loser kids like there's a fat kid and a jewish kid and a girl kid there's a girl <laughs> kid but that's yeah, 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 the yeah. Uh, they band together to fight this monster, and they they think they kill it, and they, they just refer to it as it. So that's why it's just capital it, mm-hmm. because it's just like they don't have a name for it. And uh, they think they kill it, and fast forward thirty years, and it turns out they only really hurt it, but not killed it. And so it calls them back to their small town that they grew up in, and so they, as adults. Uh, they have to fight it again, which they're at a severe disadvantage because now they're adults. They don't have a strong imagination because another part of the thing is is because this it creature, this Pennywise creature, deals in the realm of imagination and stuff like that. You have to, like, believe... Like, your belief in yourself is a big part of, like, fighting it, the monster. Mm -hmm. And as an adult, if you don't believe in the things that are happening, he can use Mm -hmm. that as a tool against you. I gotcha. So as being adults, like, you know, they're already at a disadvantage and stuff like that, too. And so that's what the second half of the story is them as, as like really terrible like eighties yippy yuppie adults. Yeah, yeah. It's really dated. Like you can easily take the story and make it so like you know like the kids are like the adult versions are now and like like yeah. thirty years ago like the Got first a tech version. Startup. Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. a yoga instructor. The kid part could take place in the eighties or yeah, something like yeah. that. There's no reason why you can uh, jump it a couple decades ahead. So yeah, he wanted to make two movies. So the first one about the kids and the second one being about the adults. Mm-hmm. And so, it was supposedly because the budget would have been too big to make two movies, they shut it down. But supposedly the thing that triggered this was the fact that the Poltergeist movie failed and the um, advertising uh, uh, spiel for that movie was all centered around like a poster of a clown. Because in the Poltergeist, the kid gets attacked by a clown puppet mm-hmm. in the original version. And so I guess the same thing happens in the new version. Mm-hmm. And that's why everyone's like saying supposedly because this clown-centric marketing for the Poltergeist remake failed... That's what finally convinced the studio to also pull the funding for the new 
the the, the, the it adaptation because you know the big thing about that is like Pennywise yeah. the clown. Yeah. Which it sounds crazy. I'm sure that's not the only reason. Again, because well, of budgetary sure, stuff. Yeah. There's other reasons why they would shut down. Especially because it was supposed to be filming like in a couple weeks. Yeah. They're pretty much ready to go. They had a whole cast and everything. Yeah. yeah the, the cancel at the last minute is especially just kind of fucking bonkers. Which is yeah. because like yeah the, the book the Stephen King the, the it book is actually really good. You could turn a great especially and that guy's a great director. Yeah. And he already showed that he could do really great character stuff and creepy atmospheric stuff. And yeah. You that would have been really nice. The other weird thing is they announced that he wanted to film in New York City. What? Which, because like I said, the story takes place in rural Maine. Yeah. But I guess they were trying to transplant. I don't know if it was his idea or the studio's decision to try to make it take place in New York City. Which is weird because huh. so much of the story about the kids is they hang out in the woods. Yeah. They have their own clubhouse in the woods. And that's where they kind of, you know, like, that's where, like, three quarters of the book hmm. takes place. Well, I so think, I'm not I quite think that sure. speaks to the fact that, you know, in the modern, the modern era, people don't think about rural communities anymore. Yeah. They think about cities. Cities are your context for the world now. But, it, like, especially at that time and place, I could see, well, I guess... No, I, I mean, I'm just saying, I could see it being crass. No, I can understand that, yeah. And not, like, you know... Well, that's one of the best things about the book, too, because it takes place in a rural town in the 1950s, so it's a very specific time and place. Yeah, yeah. And I guess if you're going to make the thing that if you're going to have, like, if you're going to move the story forward a couple decades, you know, I guess you could change the place, too, because it's no longer yeah. about, like... We're not a, know. We're not a country of... of disconnected rural communities anymore mm. we're a country now of where folks are always want to move to urban communities and we're very connected mm. and especially if the story is just about kids fighting an evil clown <laughs> you really can yeah. transplant out that idea yeah, anywhere yeah, yeah, but uh yeah whenever i see the iron giant i always think of it because the iron giant takes place in rural maine yeah, in yeah. 1958 the exact yeah. same year that the, that it takes place <laughs> so there's no reason why those characters couldn't run into each other there has that to be somewhere online iron giant it crossover fan fiction. I keep on thinking one thing I want to draw is the cast of It <laughs> in the Iron done Giant up in the song. Iron Giant thing. Yeah, because yeah. that'd be really easy. I think it's a great cast because like sell the, the kids part, are all. Bill is that the demographic for that is just you. I know, I know. <laughs> that would be like the best, most self indulgent thing you have God, ever. God, you drawn know what? I'm gonna write that down actually because I keep on thinking that I'd never actually jot it down. Like actually commit to okay, Iron Giant slash It, <laughs> Iron Giant It. Bill, you will sell tens of that print. <laughs> Pennywise the clown, but yeah, so yeah, so that got canceled, which is like, who cares? Whatever, as long as you have the book, and the actual book itself is terrible because even the adult half is just like the characters aren't that interesting. You don't want to read about yuppies well, being and scared. Also, Bill, your draw is that time and that place, and you, you like the stories about innocence lost and like childhood and man, childhood that's the best part of like the kids like yeah. be fighting the monster. That's the best part I love about that because. Uh, Stephen King, uh, for the kid half of it, was largely inspired by, uh, not Grave of the Fireflies. What's the thing with the fat kid? He dies and there's the pig. Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. Yeah. yeah. But how they hold the kids are assholes. It is one of the few times I've ever read a book where kids actually look, act, and sound like actual little kids. Sure. So there is an innocence lost thing, but the kids are also assholes making yeah. sex jokes and all kinds of like, yeah. just like little fuckers. Yeah. But at the same time, they still don't really understand how well, sex yeah. works yeah. and they're, it's kind of oh, like yeah. weird. Yeah. They're actually like really fleshed out characters. Some of the best kid characters I've ever seen in any medium yeah. are the main stars of it when they're kids. It's really depressing to see them as adults and like I said, yeah. 80s yuppies and shit. But yeah, fucking Ben Hanscom, the fat kid who's in love with the girl. The, the leader is a kid named Ben or Bill who's a stuttering goofball. So of course uh-huh. I like him too. Mm-hmm. Like it's all the cast. You know, there's you know Stan the man, Eurus the the Jewish kid. There's Richie Tozier who's the you know the, the jokester guy who always does those terrible terrible voices. And there's just 
it's a great cast to unfortunately the girl is pretty much she's the girl yeah yeah she's poor but yeah. she's beautiful so of all the other girls hate her because okay. she's despite yeah. the fact that she's so poor she has this money that no other girl can buy oh, of and they hate her with the fashion of her, a thousand suns face dollar <laughs> is that she's so beautiful so it's a little like okay Stephen king uh, yeah but yeah and, and yeah which of the kids does she wind up with in the future uh the fat kid uh-huh. so yeah even yep. then yeah yep. he gets the super skinniest girl but then they all forget about being kids and stuff it's kind of sad a little yeah at the end, but yeah 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 that's good but yeah so no movie who gives a shit whatever no it, it would have been funny to see another version of pennywise the clunk is like what's his face yeah, rocky horse clown yeah. is such an iconic thing yeah i kind of surprised you've never even seen any clips of him no all i've seen is the all, poster of him he's like george with his teeth he was great though he really was just his huge mouth yeah it's not even tim curry himself but that mouth and how he has to work his lips around his own teeth just yeah just like ah <laughs> Oh, I hate yeah. that series, and I even <laughs> I admit that was great fucking casting. Uh, anyway, so. Um, in other news of movies that won't <laughs> exist, there will there not... There was not a lot of news this week again. There will not be a Tron 3, supposedly because Tomorrowland did badly. Yeah! You'd think it'd be because Tron 2 did so badly. <laughs> I know, exactly. Well, uh, I guess technically it made $400 million at the box office. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't hurt, help that Tron 2 also just sucked. Also yeah. did not make him like I made its money back, but it's not like yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 funny now because um everyone's talking about how Disney, if unless it's Star Wars or Marvel, Disney has a hard time selling a live action. Yeah. Now you can't even say original because like now it's they're, they're considered a hat trick of Tron Two was a failure, The Lone Ranger was a failure, mm-hmm. and John Carter of Mars was a failure. Mm-hmm. And now they're adding mm-hmm. Tomorrowland to the top of that. Mm-hmm. Like anything that Disney tries to do, that's not already based off of like a Marvel or Star Wars thing. Just mm-hmm. they they can't get off the ground, mm-hmm. and it would just seem because those like, movies are also all not very good. Yeah. John Carter, yeah, John I Carter. See, I want. I still need to see John Carter because it sounds like an interesting failure. It's really earnest. Yeah, and it is. You're watching. It really feels like an early '80s kind of like Flash Gordon kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I mean, it's trying to be like an old serial too. I yeah. mean, it's really it's Flash. John Carter's really really weird because yeah, it's it's based off this thing that has already been reinterpreted by so many other people. Yeah, that it feels like really derivative, but you know, it's it's that catch twenty two of like yeah, no, but this is the actual kind of this is some of the actual original source material. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So when people are like, "This is just like Star Wars," I'm like, no, it's just so. Yeah. But it's still it's still not a very good movie. Yeah. Though. Yeah. top of that yeah yeah and yeah tron 2 did we see tron 2 together i think so yeah yeah we saw the 3d at the roseway yeah i remember seeing it with josh and he was angry because he's a huge yeah. tron fan he was like Oof. this is fucking garbage yeah soundtrack was great but yeah cgi jeff bridges running around and stuff but yeah no but so everyone's already casting tomorrowland on the top of the he- on top of the heap of like failed live action disney stuff yeah how did uh tomorrowland do at the box office? <sighs> did okay it's Okay, scratched and oh, I beat out Pitch Perfect two last week just by like ten cents. Good for it. And this yeah. weekend, it's tied neck and neck with Fury Road. It's huh. like already fallen like fourth place. Oh yeah. And that, that's why I want Fury Road to beat it because like so much of like Tomorrowland is about like is like the like I said, there's a yeah. fake Mad Max movie yeah. that like is inserted into Tomorrowland that like yeah. Brad Bird uses as a straw man thing. Like oh, look at people like this post apocalyptic bullshit. Yeah. I would love to see Fury Road. <laughs> Tomorrowland in the second week, just to, to, to Brad Bird will fucking shoot himself. Because that's a total antithesis. I mean, that's the whole point of Tomorrowland, is him going, oh, post-apocalyptic stuff is so stupid. Um, I still can't believe there's no, no Tomorrowland in Tomorrowland. I, I've been still processing this whole week. Like, how badly do you fuck up that movie? Even if you just showed more Tomorrowland, that would be a better movie. It's just... 
Oh my god! And like, again, it's not that the worst thing in the world. It's just... I don't know. When people... When really smart people with yeah. relatively unlimited budgets fail at something so basic, it's just... It's... It's like watching a dog do a magic trick where you're just like, how do you do that? Like, how, what? <laughs> yeah, anyway. Oh, boy. Um, in news of movies that might be made, <laughs> Lumberjanes has been optioned by 20th Century Fox. Lumberjanes is, of course, the excellent uh, comic from Boombox, which is um, Kaboom's, how do you say, like a creator-directed... Uh, is that Kaboom? Um, Wait, is Kaboom... So you got Boombox, which is part of Kaboom. Is that part of Boom? Because there's Boom Studios. Yeah. There's Boom Studios, and then there's Kaboom, which is their licensed stuff. So oh, is that the, what it is? Okay. They do the excellent um, Steven Universe comic, the excellent Adventure Time comics. Oh, my God. Um, I saw an excerpt online someone posted of the Adventures. Uh, Boom also does a uh, World of Gumball comic. Mm-hmm. This is a great comic where, like, if you get to a certain point, it makes you go back to the beginning. So it's a recursive, like, loop yeah. time loop of a comic. Yeah. Because Gumball, he, like, he needs some money, and so he steals some money from himself in the future. Yeah. Suddenly he's broke again. So you have to go back to the first page, <laughs> and like it's great to see. Yeah, Boom does funny shit. Yeah, like, yeah, those, it's... those licensed comics are way better than they have any right to be. That's is it Adventure sure. Time Boom? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. they could. They, the yeah. Marceline, Marceline, the Scream Queens is really good, and I haven't read the new Marceline Got a Drift comic. Okay. Um, that's also written by Meredith Graham. Um, but anyway, um, they uh, did a, some of their creators created this new series called Lumberjanes. It's really cute, and it's doing pretty well for them, I think. Yeah. And yeah, it just got licensed as a, as a movie. It's not guaranteed that's going to be made into a movie, yeah. but it got options, if so at least... nothing else, those fine ladies have some money in their pocket. Well, it's nice is... because Boom does so much licensed stuff. It's nice to see things working the opposite way, where they have an original property that's being... Yeah. Well, that's kind of been Boom's, like, M.O. from day one. Is, because they yeah. have, they've, this is not their first, there was a mo- another original comic that, that Boom published called, like, Two Guns or something like that that got made into a movie a couple oh, years okay. ago. So it's, um. I, I, I'm kind of torn about Boom because they do, they've produced great stuff. They, they, they've employed great people, but they have a reputation in the comics industry for paying jack shit to their artists. Uh, which is especially shame because they do so much licensed stuff. They should have a couple extra bucks. And granted, they're paying money for the license, which is probably help their excuse for like why they pay their artists so little. This I've never like this. I've, this is all hearsay I've heard from other mm-hmm. people complaining about how little they pay their artists. But like, because I've heard like, plenty of people talk about like I'd love to do a boom comic if they actually paid me anything what industry standard would be. Yeah. But I'm glad to see. Uh, they they it sounds like they need to evolve a little bit as a comic studio if they want to get. I mean, they seem to be doing fine by themselves, especially if their their shit's being optioned by Hollywood. Not to say that should be the metric by which success is measured as a comic publisher, but yeah, it's it's uh, it seems like they're trying to. I've heard a couple rumblings about how like they're hiring some people and stuff like that. It sounds like they're trying to like level up a little bit as a company. So their um, I mean, their editorial output is great. Though. Yeah, like the like I said, those licensed comics are way better than and they, they, they have they, any right to be. Yeah, like they, the Adventure Time comics are just good. The Steven Universe comics are great, and yeah. they get amazing talent to work for them. That's the only like I said, the only thing I hear about is just uh, I know creators complaining. Yeah, I know. I'm just observing that from the outside as a person consuming their stuff. It's really quality shit. Mm. So um, I I enjoy their stuff very much. So mm. uh, good for Lumberjanes. For being they options. Have, there's a, I don't know if this has already been collected into a book already. I need to yeah, pick that up. Because I bought the, like, the first two issues. I was like, this yeah. is good, but I'll just wait. Because, man, did you see that DC now has like ads? 
Yeah, they have mixed into the comic. Yeah. Like it's not like like no longer half page ads. Half page yeah. ads. It looks yeah. fucking terrible. I just think, can you imagine? Because the, they're now editorial is having to tell their creators write and paste your comics, assuming that you could have it be split in half. Yeah, and that's because so much of comics is the flow from page to page and panel to and panel, and it looks rough. <laughs> and that this is already giving just people justification to wait for the trade paperbacks. You know, because they're not going to have the, the, the ads in them. It's just mm-hmm. like, Floppy's already doing hard enough as it is without, like, that kind of bullshit, mm-hmm. so. Maria Bamford yeah. is getting a Netflix series. Oh, I didn't know this. To be produced by Arrested Development creator My- Mitrovich. Yeah. I didn't know that. No more details or anything like that. She just, on Twitter this week, she said she had to cancel some shows because yeah. right now they're start, really starting to crank on that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, her, I love Maria Bamford How? and I want her success. What the hell is her show going to be? She recently got married, so I'm glad that things are coming up. Maria, she's a good lady. Who the hell did she get married to? This this artist guy, uh, she had a link to his paintings. He does beautiful watercolor paintings. Oh, I'm glad to see he's not like a fellow comedian or anything like that. So she has a grounded outlet that's not just like more... uh, Man, did you hear the shit about fucking Louis C.K.? How he's supposedly like a huge fucked up pervert. Bill, tell me all about this. No, okay, I don't know if you heard about this. This is like... I mean, Internet rumor mongering. What? Supposedly he likes to make women watch him masturbate. So, this is the rumor. Like this is the thing coming out. Like make or consensual. That's that's the thing that's coming out now. People trying to figure out like what Ugh. the hell's going on here. Like yeah, suppose he's been doing this for years, and I guess uh, some fellow like lady comedian called him out on this. This I've only heard rumblings, so of course I'm the first person to bring this up on the podcast and talk about it with an authoritarian point of view. But like. Yeah, maybe fuck that guy a little bit. Or, or, or some people are already calling it like he's like the next Bill Cosby, essentially. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, Hot Topic is trying to buy ThinkGeek, but is being outbid by a new anonymous bidder. That totally makes sense because ThinkGeek. Hot Topic and ThinkGeek. Think is already a hot topic for nerds. Yeah. Yeah, because I saw people being like online being like, they're going to gut the like, name brand know. that is ThinkGeek. Have any of these people been to Hot Topic? Like, Hot Topic already is all nerd shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, if you, let me put it this way, Bill. If you live, if you are been a 13 so long. girl in, in middle America yeah. and you want to go get Adventure Time stuff, you go to Hot Topic. Oh, is that what it is? If you want to go get your cool Avengers shirt, like mini dress, you go to Hot Topic. This is how long it's been since I was in a Hot Topic. It was nothing but Nightmare Before Christmas bullshit. Yeah, I mean, but even that's pop culture shit. Like, that's <laughs> always been their their thing. Like, when, you, when, when I was a teen, the only place you could go buy comics or anime. I'm trying to think that what manga. they get from buying thinking. Did they just Those, get like maybe more well, video more, game and Doctor Who shit? Yeah, they get more. They, it, well, it's a different, it, it's smart for them because it, it it's the same kind of demographic, but a different angle of it. And they can leverage the same vendors and the same partnerships. And like from a manufacturing standpoint, it's owning two different arenas of the same market. Like you get, you get them in Hot Topic when they're young and then they grow up and evolve. Which is funny because what you're saying is essentially what the financial an- analysis said. They're pretty much in the same corner they might as well like merge exactly. anyway but it's weird so but that's the original news was that yeah like hot topic buying thinking but it sounds like they're being outbid by a mysterious new company it's it's bill yeah bill's what? like i really want that darth vader toaster oh, real bad think geek has so much i love garbage and even <laughs> i'm just like man think geek. i see some people who are like Bill, why don't you, like, subscribe to one of those things where, like, people send you, like, garbage, like, in a box once a month, yeah. like, Loot Crate? Yeah. Like, have you seen it? Really? It's just, like, the garbage that like, they couldn't get rid of at Comic-Con. You have to pay, like, 30 bucks a month. I mean, I'm, you're talking to the guy who wants to get the thou- $1,500 Millennium Falcon model. There's a him. big difference between 
having shit and curating shit. Yeah. And some people, some people, there's a difference between, um, and this is something that whenever you're passionate about something, sometimes people outside of your passion don't understand because they're like, it's just more of that thing you like. It's like, no, 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 no. That is just someone who thinks, who's like, doesn't know me yeah. giving me shit. It's like, no, no, it's like with me, I don't want just want Lego. I want very specific Lego that fit into my little Lego worldview. You know, it's like, Like yeah. books. I don't want history books. I want little women. <laughs> It has to be about the Marx sisters. Uh, Friend of the podcast, (laughs) Mirror by Night, made the joke last week. She's like, how could you have talked that much about Bill and a little woman dating sim without calling it Leisure Suit Lori? (laughs) Which is the greatest joke of all time. I got a picture in my head like a a little super low-res mid-80s little JPEG of the fucking March house and Lori little stripping her Lori walking up to the house like little like, you know, like a like type in like pick up the butt, <laughs> touch Marmy's breasts, <laughs> throw snowballs at Amy. <laughs> Just like yeah, no, I can totally picture that in my head. If I had the free time, I would draw that. I would totally do like a mock up of yeah, Leisure Suit Lori. Oh my god! Oh my Such god! A good joke. Could you imagine a little eight bit like little Thomas Newman music? pay someone to do that for Bill, me. Did you ever think that the reason why the inside, the indoor kids have millions and millions <laughs> of listeners is that they don't spend five minutes making jokes about little women being eight that's pervy adventure. That's what I said. We're the real indoor kids. <laughs> Fuck this big popular shit. Oh, Bill. Oh, my God. Um, there's a Stephen bomb incoming June 15th. That's this right. Five terrible. nights of new Stephen Universe. Oh, I thought this was an Al-Qaeda threat. That's a really funny joke, Bill. That's a super funny joke. Super good. <laughs> <laughs> you I hear a line. Your eyes sometimes light up with hatred. <laughs> You're just like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Oh, you fu- you drew me into this shit, you asshole. So yeah, no stones. So what, what was the first Stephen Bond? I think it was like kind of like the season finale yeah. of C- Stephen Universe. Now that they're starting a new season, essentially. Yeah, uh, Stephen Universe uh, went on a little bit of a month-long hiatus. It's coming back June 15th. Yeah, it's going to... Yeah, yeah. The, I don't understand... Five episodes the, in a row. Um, the, uh, what's it? The mar- the marketing people at Nickelodeon. They make weird decisions. Well, 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 specific, well, like with this kind this. of stuff? Yeah, they're just like, okay, we're not going to area for a month. Okay, but then we're gonna air you five nights in a row. Well, that's the thing, cause like they suddenly uh, the, the 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 Steven Universe guys were like, well, we we need more time to make more episodes. Essentially, when they, when they announced the hiatus like a month ago, but yeah, then they come back like, hey, we're gonna like burn off five episodes well, see, in a week. What, what I read when they announced the hiatus was, um, we don't control when air when episodes air. We'll see when we come back. Well, did you see the like when they announced it like on Tumblr, like the yeah. Steven Cruniverse Kruniv- uh, drawing yeah. was like, we totally planned this, like. Obviously, like they had no idea the Steven bomb was coming. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, they're just they like, just, okay, now we're back with five episodes in a row. Yeah, so, so uh, anyway, I'm looking for a more. I'm assuming universe. most people who listen to this podcast will probably at least tried Steven Universe now, just so they understand what the fuck we're talking, talking about. about. Man, actually, to wake myself up this morning, I watched an episode of Steven Universe. That show, uh, Alone Together. <laughs> Such a good. Episode. Oh man, did you see the cosplay? 
of the Stevani? No. Spoilers for Steven Universe. No. Someone did a cosplay of. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's just a lady who pretty much just like, it's funny because it's a lady just looks like that. Yeah. Just dressed like that. But that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, she's just like super tall and everything that's like that. Great. Just like, yeah, it was, I'll have to send you the picture. I posted it to Twitter and everyone's heads exploded. Um, yeah. Steven Universe, a good times. Uh, Robert Rodriguez wants to turn Johnny Quest into a terrible, cheaply made live action film made in his backyard. I Bill, hate Bill's being commentary. an asshole. You know that's how he's going to make it, though, because that's how he makes all of his movies these days. Right. Johnny Quest is not going to be good. <laughs> that's fine. This is all this. Johnny Quest. The other thing There's is, nothing. how do you make in a, in, a, in a post Venture Brothers world? <laughs> well, this is, well, this well, is the problem. It's not made for them. It's for the post uh, Hunger Games world. What? You don't make Bill. They're not. They're making the only reason why Johnny Quest is going to be made is so. There's going to be Sexy Quest, not Johnny Quest. That's right, Bill. Hunger Games is enormously popular because it's a sexual. I don't want to bone Johnny Quest. It's all. It's like a. It's a, a young adult adventure movie. That's I'm just what, saying they have, they're running. They're going to run in the same problem. Like uh, like I don't remember the, the James Bond people. They actively blamed Austin Powers. For kind of like the death of James Bond before they brought it back with Casino Royale. That Austin because... Powers was an internationally broadcast movie as opposed to a cartoon show that airs at midnight. But still, especially Robert Rodriguez, you have to know that Venture Brothers is out there. And Venture Brothers is nothing but fucking a joke on Johnny Quest. Like, how do you do Johnny Quest with a straight face? You can do it well. I'm not saying it's, it's impossible. But you have to be very careful with it about it. Like, just even make it a good movie. It'd be, regardless of any kind of like social context or anything. That's like saying, even if it, like, Indiana Jones has been spoofed nine ways or Sunday. It's just a character and their family who goes on adventures. But Johnny Quest is so stupid. <laughs> No, but I, okay, that's, that's, that, that brush got a little broad there, but then again, it's like as if Indian Jones it's, makes any sense. It's, it was a cartoon show that Hanna-Barbera made in like the 60s. Bill, it's a, Bill, it's about a Dr. Quest More? who's like an independently wealthy scientist, who's and so his Do- son gets you to go on Dr. adventures. Quest? Yes. I like Johnny Quest. It was one of my favorite cartoon shows growing up. I liked the real adventures of Johnny Quest, the terrible reboot in the 90s. The 90s, yeah, I remember that. I watched the um, TV movie that they made in the 80s. I own still all of the gold key comics that they came out with in the 80s. They're actually pretty good. Yeah. I own all of the real adventures Johnny no. Quest comics that Dark Horse I feel came bad out. For yeah, you <laughs> asshole. It's not very good, but it's just a dumb adventure context. Really, Johnny Quest should be like Uncharted. That's all it is. It's oh, it's definitely episodic. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's, it's an adventure it's thing. Just, so there's no reason just, you go. How would you, how would you do a Johnny Quest movie? Like, who would you cast as who? And like, I don't I don't know enough actors you... under the age of thirteen. <laughs> Why well, sound Ray Spannon? The joke the joke that I made on Twitter was that I just want to fuck a little Ray Spannon. That's all I want. Yeah. The, there was rumors of a Johnny Quest movie a couple of years ago, and it was going to be Zac Afron as Johnny, which I was like, okay. Mm. And uh, but it's going to be uh, The Rock as Ray Spannon, st- which is kind of brilliant. I don't know who who else not The Rock would you get as Ray Spannon though? You, you know, it's like because uh, you need someone who's big and muscular. I'm like, how do you not make it make it so he doesn't turn into Brock? And that, that's what I'm saying. Like, you have to like, that's, you have to deal. You have to have a fucking gentle hand with Johnny Quest. Slap his little tight little bottom. Uh, I'm saying. Oh, Bill. Quest. When you watch Venture Brothers, Venture Brothers may start as the rough sketch of a Johnny Quest spoof, but it's not a Johnny Quest spoof anymore. It very quickly oh, it has evolved into, into something thing. else. But still, very it's kind of like yeah. I mean, like you would like 
it would suck to see because like out like this is also me just assuming that like Johnny Quest would still be like take place in the mid sixties. No, be kind of mid century. That would be cool. That's what, that's what I'm picturing in my head is like silver rocket ships and shit. You know, because it, that's. I mean, honestly, what I would like is something like that where they just try to fucking make it a weird hyper real period thing. Yeah, where it's more about that kind of weird science technology. See, that's what I'm assuming. But there's it would also be. a strong tremor of racism in Johnny Quest, which is one of the reasons why I'm interested about Robert Rodriguez is doing it because it's nice to have someone who's not a white director try and deal with that but still um, it's gonna be filmed in his backyard in a blue screen for five five fucking dollars films it. robert Rodriguez does not make good movies no it's he does just, not so i'm not you know yeah. but i also nothing can like it's not like he will destroy oh the, i forgot the, he made the sin city movies yes he did oh but he has a, he has he has a tendency of making intriguingly shot well cast movies. He has good intentions. He had a movie with uh, Ricardo Montalban in a wheelchair. <laughs> that was good. Anyway. Have you seen Shark Girl and Johnny Boy? Quest is bad. No, because I'm not the demographic for it. The fact of the matter is that Robert Rodriguez has never made a movie where I'm the demographic, and that's okay. Which is fine. Well, that's a good thing to say as a white person. Yeah, you don't necessarily... Well, it's not even that I'm white. It's that I'm not a person under the age of 13, nor am I an adult Well, that's what I'm saying. As a, white, as, a, as a white adult, who is usually like, you're what society panders to you more, most often. Except you're no, a lady. because I'm a woman. That's what I'm about to say. I literally am rarely Are there any too. women in Johnny Quest? Uh, there is actually a really cool lady. There's um, uh, 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 Jezebel Jade, who's rad. She's a, she's That's a great Chloe. name, actually. Yeah. She's Chloe from Uncharted. Yeah. She's great. Are they still working on the Uncharted movie? Uh, no. Annie, tell me, what's the latest update on the show? Uh, the Uncharted movie is kind of dead Supposedly, in the water. Supposedly, they're gonna start filming the Michael Fassbender Assassin's Creed movie this fall. God, like, that's still on track! Uh, so is the Tom Hardy, your favorite guy, Tom Hardy, uh, what's the fucking, uh, um, the dude with the eyeballs, the... <laughs> <laughs> the, the night vision goggles stuff. Oh, the uh, fucking siphon. Not, siphon. Uh, not siphon filter, but yeah, the yeah. fucking. Yeah, the guy with the little pants, tight pants. Sam Fisher. Yeah, Sam Fisher, thing. whatever, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we'll see how that The three eyed tight pants guy. <laughs> who hangs upside know, down. You know. Yeah, no, he, he spools a uh, wool from his butthole like a spider. <laughs> Oh, Bill. It comes down from the ceiling to break your so, neck. So, the next note on the Geek Week interview, <laughs> Bill just has a link. Did you just to... not, like, you forgot to read the rest of that last tweet? Uh, Robert Rodriguez wants to turn a gerbil Johnny Quest into a Oh, no! That's, wait, hold on. Film in his backyard. This is a good podcast, folks. Hold on. No, you want me to go back and read the Lumberjanes? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Bill suggested it should just be Tom Hardy reading Lumberjanes to a puppy, or many mothers reading Lumberjanes to Shannon Waters, who will be dressed as a puppy. Yeah! Would that thank be you, thank you for humoring me, Bill. I do, man. I keep on seeing people online who Mad Max is a gateway to Tom Hardy for them. Yeah. And then they discover that... Because at first it was Lindsay Ellis and Nostalgia Chick, like I was saying last mm-hmm. week. I've seen more people discover, like, hmm, I like Tom Hardy. I will Google search him. And then they find the puppy pictures. Yes. Well, first they find his MySpace photos Hardy where he's, like, dogs. pulling his pants but down. Some his of those are great up. because it's both that and there's a dog. Yeah, there. and then it gets the puppy stuff, and now people get interested. So that's been great to see the sexual awakening of people to Tom yeah. Hardy. Because a lot of people, like, like especially, like, older people only know him as Picard's clone from a Star Trek movie. And now they're like, hmm. Well, I guess people know him as Bane. I was going to say, too, people but... know him as Bane or Inception, dude. <laughs> I guarantee you, Bill, you're the only person who's like, oh, he was Picard's clone from that one Enterprise Did movie. you? I was going to... Somebody online was posting pictures of Tom Hardy and a puppy. Was it you? 
And I was going to tweet at them about how you know that you showed up three hours late for that shoot with that puppy on set every day. Because I was going to make a joke about how much I'm like, me, me, me. I got to be know, like, Bill, oh, poo poo. Every time you mention Tom Hardy, I just get really excited. I was just talking to someone about how I was really excited about coming and doing this podcast because last week I asked you repeatedly not to share your your thoughts on Tom Hardy because I understood them and I didn't need to hear them again. So it's really great. I, no, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm happy that. No, no, no I'm saying this is, this is going for a good place. I'm glad to see that other people are starting to appreciate Tom Hardy in the way you do. That's super, super good. Yeah. The next note on the Geek Week interview is Bill has a link to an Amazon entry for Wilton Silver Color Mist. Read the reviews. Which is a am, uh, is a spray uh, item to use to essentially airbrush cakes. It's a food safe silver, you could say, chromey spray that of course, that is. it turns out, by the way, certified kosher. Um, <laughs> That's always good to hear. Uh, which uh, the internet discovered this week because apparently this is at least suspected what they used in Mad Max to chrome I was themselves. wondering about that, yeah. I don't know. It's it, at the very least, it is a food safe chroming device, and it's great because you scroll down this, and the cus- the first customer question is, um, uh, "Will this product ensure my path to Valhalla? Do I need to be witnessed as well?" And uh, the person, God bless them, answered. Uh, we cannot guarantee that this product will ensure your path to Valhalla. However, we can guarantee that it'll make your desserts look really cool. <laughs> oh. I love the idea of, like, eating a silver cake, though. That's, oh, that's pretty great. But, yeah. So anyway, yeah, sure enough, all the Amazon reviews and the customer images are It's all war boy Max, shit, yeah. It's all... The f- it's most all helpful news now, is, but... oh, what a spray. What a lovely <laughs> spray. I didn't see that. That's pretty fucking cute. Yeah. Oh my god. The I need to see that goddamn internet. movie again before it leaves the theaters. I've only seen it the one time. The that was a fun internet. fucking movie. Uh, uh, Rick Baker is retired, as in Blade Runner retired. Yeah, we got shot in the back of the head. Who is Rick Baker? Rick Baker, he's uh, one of the big uh, movie monster guys. Oh, sure. He did the uh, like monster makeup stuff. He did pretty much any kind of ape monkey stuff you've seen in the movies uh-huh. for like the last 30 40 years he's he's done um he did like the werewolf transformation in, in american werewolf in oh, london sure. yeah he built all the gremlins and gremlins 2 he did huh. all the monsters in men in black interesting uh yeah he was one of the last big like monster makers slash makeup guys still standing and uh well i assumed he was going to retire anyway because he was like he auctioned off all of his stuff this week and mm. he'd been talking for a while about how he was going to essentially clear out his warehouse of all his old stuff mm. and i thought that meant he was going to retire but i guess he did they didn't formally announce it this week, but yeah, it's a big, you know, big passing of. Yeah, he was the, the the last big makeup guy, like old school, who was like producing stuff. You still have like uh, some younger guys, like the Woodruff and what's his buddy, who like they did makeup some for some of the later Aliens movies and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But this is yeah, this is still a big deal. This guy we're having a real generation of, of practical effects artists are officially now leaving it. Yeah, and he has no one to teach, like, because no one's taking a bop on his knowledge to say, hey, like, anyone, anyone learns how to want to make this stuff, I'll teach you, and like, no one's doing it. So, like, all this information about how, how to make that stuff is kind of passing. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, um, the, the auction for like, yeah, his all the stuff that he's selling is fucking bonkers, like, life casts of. Like old actors and stuff. Was there anything like, you were tempted by? Like man, if you had a billion dollars. That's the thing, because like he's not. A lot of the movies he's worked on, I didn't care. Like even the Gremlins. I love the Gremlins from the first Gremlins movie. I just Gremlins two. I was kind of ambivalent about, but like I don't know. Yeah, was, I thought, nothing of that I saw really spoke to me. There was some cool stuff in there. Yeah, like Men in Black. Man, whatever. I can kind of have to take it. Or leave. Mm-hmm. But he did make some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. He made De- Francis Giorgio look like a crazy person in Men in Black too. Is that Men in Black too? Where it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Have you still not seen Daredevil yet? No. 
Because Vincent Diano for real isn't that. I was waiting for the connection. I was like, does someone turn into a fucked up alien in Daredevil? <laughs> oh, that is just... Uh, yeah, so... Uh, Andy Serkis is Supreme Leader Snoke. What is this? You, t- you, you explain this to me. <laughs> uh, well, Bill, allow me to repeat it and say it slower. Andy Serkis is Supreme Leader Snoke. Bill, now that I've said that twice, what do those words mean? Welcome to the world of Star Wars. Oh, Star Wars. It was announced this week his character name is Supreme Leader Snoke. They had a picture of him like in a motion capture suit uh-huh. looking super evil. Yeah. You know, he's just like dressed in like a little gray suit on like, yeah. green, the green stage stage looking. Yeah. And then with a caption, Supreme Leader Snoke. <laughs> and then there's a little bit of people saying that's a stupid name. Bill, but then this is a series with all Jabba stuff. the Hutt and Salacious Crow. My first response was like, it's easy to forget how Han Solo is the stupidest name. <laughs> Not just in Star Wars, but just like in movies in general. You have the guy who's a loner named <laughs> Han Solo. Just even his first name, Han. <laughs> Not even like Larry or Doug, but Han. He sounds like he sounds like a very lonely Dutch boy. And like the, so it's easy. Like he, of course, like Luke Skywalker and other yeah, stuff. But yeah, it's easy. But I, I, who knows this, if that's actually the, the character? The game is Count Dooku. I'm just saying. Count Dooku from Naboo. Like uh-huh. yeah, that kind of shit. But, but Snoke. It is funny if you're gonna have a super badass villain. Snoke yeah. sounds like smoke. But Snoke. and also snake. Oh, I didn't so think about like that. So it's like a smoke snake. But, you, the bad guy's name should never start with the first like consonant that, 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 from the word snuggle. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Oh no! Yeah, you could turn out that like that. Like this is a fake name. His actual character's name is going to be Darth Snooky or something and like that. Know, but I was like, gonna say, it's, it's going to be give Princess Giggle, <laughs> Giggle part or something. Oh, yeah. more ridiculous. Oh yeah, that was just very. Also, Andy Circus in itself sounds like a Star Wars name. Andy yeah. Circus. Yeah. I, I see his name on an action figure already. Uh, on Monday, <sighs> Paris is going to start removing the literally million locks left by couples on the Pont d'Arts bridge. So, you, have you heard about this? Uh, people like well, will. Yeah, you'll go and put a lock on the bridge as a symbol of your whatever. I thought that they had to remove it pretty regularly. I would think it'd be like uh, a. a uh, posters on a on a telephone pole. Which I heard this news and I was kind of that's sad, so sad because that's such a big romantic landmark in Paris. Yeah. Turns out part of the bridge fell off last year. Because oh <laughs> of the way to hold locks. That's the point where it's no longer an argument like, oh, should you do this? Like, no, I should probably get those locks off that fucking bridge. I just bridge. assumed that they did it every <laughs> yeah, they, once in a while. Yeah, no, they must. Well, and they said literally it's almost a million locks too. Because you can't imagine why would a million locks on this bridge that was never designed for this? Oh, At this boy. point, they should just build like a more lock friendly bridge. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, so they're are gonna they gonna take... do anything with the locks, like symbolic, or are they just gonna put it in the fucking <laughs> You know what? Since this, the locks are all just tied to like the railing on the side of the bridge, so they'll probably just cut the railing and shove it into the water. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, the disposal's right there. Uh, um, the metaphor for our love is that we bought something, we littered with it, and now it's being <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, removed at public expense because it was dangerous. <laughs> it was getting to in the people's world. way. Yeah, our love is a fucked up, <laughs> fucking littering. Boy. Um, so yeah, so they're gonna uh, suggest that in, in lieu of locks, people just put up ribbons instead. Oh yeah, that's uh, that, gonna happen. So at least they're still saying, "Hey, you can leave something." That's but a like, sweet gesture. Yeah. How do you get rid of all those locks? That's gonna say it's easier rather than clipping all the locks off. Yeah, you just, just fucking take off the fucking but then rail. The weight of it. Like I'm sure they'll maybe they'll cut it into sections and remove it like that. Yeah, shove it in yeah. the water. You don't have to remove it. It's right there. Man, I was walking. I was walking to 
getting my appointment on Friday and I walked over the Morrison Bridge and the Morrison Bridge is one of our bridges in Portland that's had it's 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 had a lot of structural work done in the years and there was some really bad shit of course the city went with one of the lower bids and um the welding material was falling into the river and so everyone was like hey you need to you need like the EPA was like dude you can't just throw shit in the river you have to collect it yeah so they slung a tarp under the bridge to catch everything but then it was all this hot welding material that just burned through the tarp so then there was welding and tarp in the river and so like needless to say the last round of repairs were problematic and now they're having to re-repair it and um the, they're, that's why they're diverting buses. There are no buses going over the Morrison Bridge because they don't trust it with the weight of a bus and all the people Holy on it. Holy shit. So, um, but I was walking over the Morrison Bridge and they have this board up on the over the sidewalk. Hmm? They removed the sidewalk altogether and then they just have this thick-ass board um, that's screwed in place and you're just walking over. That, that board is all that's between you and the river. And like seventy feet of plunging, and I'm just walking across this. That's some Buster Keaton quality shit going on there. There's one part where there's like maybe like a four inch gap that's big enough for you to like maybe not. Like you drop your keys, you're never gonna get your keys back. Yeah, drop something. And every time I walk over that gap, I'm like, I love you fully. (laughs) I hope I make it the rest of this walk. That is terrible. Yeah, no, America has a serious problem. Like, was it Oliver Reed? Yeah, I did his infrastructure thing. Oliver Reed came back from the dead. He said, "Guys, fix your bridges." (laughs) Fix your bridges, I'm Oliver Reed. I've come back from my whiskey-soaked grave. John Oliver Reed. John Oliver Reed, yeah. And I really like Last Week Tonight, but I have to be careful when I watch it because it depresses me so much. Well, no, that's the... Yeah, well, at least they're they're, they're attacking depressing things in a sense of humor. What was last week's... Things you need to be knowledgeable about. It's been a couple episodes. I've I've missed a couple weeks. What was last week's? Uh, I don't watch it regularly. Did you see his thing on FIFA? Mm Mm-mm. Oh, no, that was old, though, but then they arrested all the FIFA guys this week. Yeah, they did. I thought FIFA was a Oh, it was a poodle. And with that, everybody, this was the Boy Howdy Podcast. We're boyhoudypodcast.com. We're at boyhoudypodcast on Twitter. Thank you for listening to us. Now you can go listen to the indoor kids. That's fine. Yeah, fine. Fuck Bill em. doesn't resent it too much. We need to change the name of this. The real indoor kids. Like, it's like the real Ghostbusters. Actual, I feel like we've... The real adventures of the indoor kids. <laughs> Fuck the indoor kids. I love... Because, like, it's the Indian... It's, no, it's, I think it's Pakistani. Well, no, 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 because he's Indian, but he's playing a Pakistani uh-huh. on uh, on Valley. on Silicon Valley. But yeah, I, I like him now. Now I feel like I have to hit him. It's like <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize he, I was in competition with him. Bill, they're they're just a qualitatively better podcast than ours. I know, though. which is that's fine. I'm, I'm used to when you're Bill Margin, you're used to shit just being better than you. <laughs> I can deal with that, but just like yeah, they stole our name. I feel huh. Well, to be fair, I feel I feel victimized because it was our laziness. <laughs> a podcast for like a yeah. year before we registered this Had shit. we just done the Indoor Kids week earlier, we would have been fine. Yeah! yeah. Oh well. Then have to be called hey, the Boy Howdy Podcast. Goodbye. This is the Boy Howdy Podcast. Annie's literally putting Goodbye. on her helmet again. Yeah. <laughs> I do like it when the podcast ends. It's not like we hang Goodbye. out and chat like Annie's already Goodbye. out the door. <laughs> Clump. Footsteps. <laughs> Bye!